Welcome to and almost starring the show where each week we take a film and we break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Jackson. Amy Joe Jackson. <laughs> and how many tuxedo shirts did he go through? It's Casino Royale. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. I had so many questions about the tuxedo shirts. You really did. Okay. I made you pause it. The first one was covered with blood. After that staircase blood, number one. Battle. That then, shirt then he got like, thrown out. They went through like one more poker hand before they, they stopped for the day. And then he's like, oh, whoops. What, Vesper? Shower did time. Not used to. <laughs> It'd be great if he said, he comes in, <laughs> you see the shattered wine glass. It's good suspense where it's like, oh no, is she dead? Is Vesper dead? Nope. Why is this wine glass shattered? Very similar to Inception with the shattered like wine glass or champagne flute when mm-hmm. Leah was like, uh oh, what's uh, going on in here? Edith Piaf has jumped is jumping to her death. <laughs> um, so he's just like, oh, what's happened? Is Vesper dead? Nope, she's just sitting in the shower uh, in a very effective moment. But I did have yes. a moment where I was like, Jeff. Are they going to keep playing all night or are they going to start again? Because we'd seen this movie a few times, but I was like, I couldn't remember well enough to be like, right. are they done for the night? Because if not, this is a foolish expenditure of shirts. There's so many shirts. Okay, the first one, covered in blood. So that, that one's Get done. Get it. Done, it happens. Done, it done, happens. Done. You're bond. The second one, he like comes Avoidable. to comfort her and he's sitting in his full tux. So that one gets all soaked. But it is the whole night. So you're like, maybe he reuses this shirt. It yes, could well, dry. Then, it could dry yes, in that time. could dry. It's or very you could be crisp. like, it's I'm at a crisp. fancy hotel. Fix yes, it up. Someone could launder this yes, nonsense. Absolutely could launder and press it. Because then he, the next one is then he sweats through it when he almost dies and is when he's poisoned and he's brought back to life. So that one is like it feels like you have to go from a new one. The way that one looks yeah. when it's like he buttons one button when he's just like when they're like you don't actually plan on going back in there, do you? Wouldn't dream of it. And he goes back in. It's like you have to have had an, the new shirt looks because he looks immaculate. crisp AF He's and not crisp like AF. almost. He's crisp dead. F. Crisp uh, F. <laughs> so it's at least I feel like it's at least three, possibly four. We don't see them all. This isn't the main point of this film, though. Um, isn't it though? It feels like it when you're watching it. Amy Joe, how you doing today? Jeffrey, I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so, so good. <laughs> no Time to Die is going to be released in about a week and a half. We got no episode next week. Otherwise, this will be the movie for next week. You all get it, though. It's going to be released this Friday. If you if you if you're listening to this episode late, it will be released this Friday. Ooh. And if you're listening to this episode really late, it will be released already. some previous Friday. And you'll be like, "Wow, I saw that already, you behind the times jerks." Listener, if you're not already subscribing, smash <laughs> that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe Rate button. Rate and review. Bro. Tell your friends we're talking James Bond. Maybe this is your first episode listening because you're like James Bond. Who who is doing Casino Royale? We are doing it. We are here. We are providing the entertainment you've requested. It's only us with this content. <laughs> Casino Royale came out <laughs> on November 17th, 2006, and was directed by Martin Campbell and written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis! Ah, Image what's your experience? <laughs> Crashes Paul Haggis. Sorry, we have lost... <laughs> Our minds. Um, my experience with this film, comma, had I seen it before? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I 
had seen, I think this is my third, you would say mm-hmm. fourth time seeing it. It's my third time I can remember seeing it. Third time you can remember. I've certainly only ever seen it with, with you. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when this came out, I was an adult in the free world. <gasps> no, I'm no, but by, by which I know, I but by say, saying, when this came out, I was an adult, as, as if I wasn't, which is really I burning I didn't quite me. mean that, but it's true. You are four years younger than me. So while you were an adult, I was a little baby. I'm in college. I'm going to go see a movie. And I was like, I got stuff to do, baby. <laughs> Meaning auditions and work sure. and only spending sure, money sure. on the theater, which is a lot more expensive than the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really see this. I mean, I saw Skyfall in theaters. I yes. saw Spectre. Spectre in theaters, but I did not see this in theaters because and 2006, you, yes. I was... <laughs> I was working at Starbucks you, at Grand seen, Central Station. You saw the latter two of the Daniel Craig Bond films. And then with me, you saw the first yes, one. Correct. And you've never seen the second, Quantum of Solace, which is... I thought we watched that once. You've never seen... No. Oh. Isn't that the one where they have, like, headshots up of people and it's like That's a, Spectre. That's that last really? one. Really? Be- be- well, because it's the headshots. It's like, look at all of the villains of your previous right. films. I thought we watched Quantum they of have Solace Because they have a headshot of... Javier Bardem is one of those headshots. Okay, well, which is the film say? after Quantum of Solace literally takes place minutes after Casino Royale ends. <laughs> we'll get into it with the synopsis, but okay. that film is literally him avenging the death of Vesper Lynn. Okay, and it spoilers, ends baby, with him meeting her, the boyfriend. That oh, she, the Algerian love knot guy. Yes, the Algerian love knot. The second, it's so bad. <laughs> I remember you saying it was bad. That's why I thought we watched it. Here's the thing. Casino Royale, I believe at the time, was the longest Bond film of any it's Bond film. It's so long, but it's excellent. It flies by, though. Quantum of Solace feels so much longer, even though it is technically the shortest Bond film at the time. Oh, it's like dear. barely 90 minutes. The whole film is literally Bond going from like informant to informant to being like, can I get information from you? And Judy Dench's M being like, do not kill this informant. James Bond going, you got it, M, kills the informant. Whoopsie I think tootsie. we've watched this, Jeff. I swear to you. I've wow. only, only seen this movie twice. Friends, once in theaters, this is once marriage. on Netflix. This is marriage. I thought I watched it once on Netflix, comma, with you. Okay. But I've only seen this movie twice. I swear right, to you, right, I've right, not right, seen right. this Point movie Point is, again. with this movie. Do, do you remember him and uh, the, their bond girl quote-unquote of a like in the plane where it's like uh uh-oh we've got to like we're losing gas this whole plane is like dipping through these canyons and whatnot do you remember like the whole thing about the oil like the one bond the other bond girl strawberry fields getting killed by getting Mm. covered in oil similar to goldfinger where she gets Mm. covered in gold to be honest this one is oil no but i've seen a lot of movies with the plane almost flying into a mountain and at the last minute not Okay. Anyway, I, point is, if you've seen it, you haven't seen it with me. Okay. But that film, that li- it literally the whole film was just like M- Judy Dench going, "Don't kill this guy," and Daniel Craig kills the guy. You Repeat got it. Pew, pew. Ad nauseum until the end when Judy Dench is like, "Well, do you at least have closure?" And he goes is like, "No," and then walks into a snowfall and is like, "God damn it!" What's why the one that starts with a scorpion on a beach? Scorpion on a beach. Well, he's doing shots. Three thousand miles to Graceland yeah. with no, no, Kurt no. Russell and is Kevin Costner's Elvis impersonators. I feel like that no, you're thinking of Skyfall. Yeah, it's yeah. Skyfall. It, it's not a scorpion on a beach. He's it, like drinking shots yeah. at a bar. Yes, and the scorpion is on his yes. hand. That's what I on, mean. Okay, so, well, the scorpion's on a scorpion's on no, his no, wrist. No, no, no. He's he's sitting on a beach, <sighs> beach hut. 
being like, give me them shots. I got a scorpion on my hand because He's I don't like, care if oh, I live or die. Money Penny shot me off this train. Maybe I'll just go fake my death and go live at this right, bar and right, go hook up right. with, with oh, women drinking Heineken. <laughs> The number of uh, product placement situations in this movie was startling. I was like, At oh, are we a fan Bond of drinking I remember how much people were like, he only drinks martinis, shaken, not stirred. And he's drinking brand Heineken. Uh, is When it was like one shot that is like some girl like r- jumps on him in bed and he's got like a Heineken in his hand. I don't even think you see the tight the like the uh, label the label it's like the back of it but you know it's a heineken and they pay and that paid the for color like is that paid for like two million dollars of the shoot was heineken Jeez. but they, you know that goes towards the stunts and it's like i don't care i really don't what is i get it i get that product placement is the worst but when it pays for so many cool stunts that's true. In your if franchise, that two shots of him great. using a vio laptop means great. we get that have, incredible opening parkour sequence man eating your burger king i do not care if it means that you can afford to have some cool stunts i don't care fair I enough i don't care if corona has paid for all the fast and furious <laughs> franchise i don't care about all the fast and furious franchise well, that's a good point you don't care about them whatsoever nope. spoilers ahead <laughs> which if we've already hit upon casino royale or haven't seen it in a while here's a briefish synopsis uh yeah i mean there's so much that like to me is like i don't care about this but so but in, here we'll tell you right anyway. so in uganda the mysterious mr white introduces obano a high-ranking member of the lord's resistance army to Lashif. An Albanian, a.k.a. Mads Mikkelsen, you know him, you love him, Hannibal, an Albanian private banker to terrorists. Whoopsie tootsie. Uh, Albano entrusts Lashif with a large sum of money to invest. And Lashif subsequently buys put options. We're getting into big, short territory without a Margot Robbie in a bathtub to explain what any of this means. Yep. Correct. I was like, what's happening? Yes. It's I'll all, go with it. I guess that it's buying, all The bad. villain is just a banker who's like, investing money and and by like funding terrorism Mm -hmm. to be like well this thing he's buying short or put options question mark on aerospace when i once had to serve on a jury it was call options which is not this but they did talk about different kind of options and now you're saying those and i'm like oh those are other things that i mercifully didn't have to learn about in my week (laughs) my Six and a half days of sitting in the jury box having people talk to me about the most boring stuff in the world. <laughs> well, in terms of this, Lashif buys all these put options on this aerospace manufacturer Skyfleet, betting on the company's failure, given that he knows there's going to be a terrorist attack blowing up their brand there's new There's going to be a big old blow up. Skyplane. Uh, so in Madagascar, we meet new MI6 agent Bond, James Bond, pursuing bomb maker Malacca, this bananas free running scene. It's so incredible. Good. It was like for the next five years, every movie was like, we have to have this a free runner parkour. parkour action scene because of this film. And it's so good. It's just it's so suspenseful. It's so brilliantly executed. It's very exciting. It is like the whole movie and the whole like, okay, we're getting a new Bond, which it's hard to remember because like growing up for me, Pierce Brosnan was Bond. And then it was like once I was like, I'm going to movies on my own. It was Daniel Craig. Like, but I don't have any prior like mm. i've seen some of the chunk connery i've seen like one See, or for two me growing of Roger up Moore. i would go 
to the theater and see Pierce Brosnan, but then we would watch the Sean Connery mm. like at home or like the the gentleman I dated through much of high school was a big bond head. Is that the term? And so I think it's I saw big bond head. Got the big bond head. And so I think I saw all of the Sean Connerys, maybe like the, a couple of the others. Like when you put your ear to a seashell and you hear the sounds of the ocean, if you put your ear to his head, to his ear you should hear is that what happens i did also spend a lot of time just playing with laser option on goldeneye you know because then you didn't run out of ammo okay i mean goldeneye it was the best and 64 it was the best i loved because i didn't have nintendo i was a playstation boy so my cousins had nintendo i was a playstation boy but my cousins had nintendo and my favorite thing I don't know why they put up with with this for so long because I didn't like just doing the game as normal. I was like, let's do the way I like to play was that you will be on the second floor of whatever level this was and I'll be on the first floor and you will try to shoot me while I (laughs) run across and uh, to be like, like, you can't see me. Like, where am I coming from next? And you got to try to get me and me playing keep away from them shooting me. That's how I played Goldeneye. And I got to tell you, listener, it was pretty rad. I played Goldeneye with cheat codes and again, with only the laser gun option, or I wouldn't do it because I didn't like running out of ammunition and being like, well, I guess I'm done. Or another version that's fun, just mines. Only mines, just mines, laying mines right. everywhere, and that's it. Rough. But we ain't talking Golden Knight. We're talking that Casino Royale. So <laughs> in Madagascar, yeah, Bond, this whole free-running sequence, he fi- catches Malacca uh, at this embassy and kills him and blows up, like, almost the entire building. So in London, MI6 Chief M, Judy Dench, old Deuteronomy herself. Come on admonishes Bond for causing an international incident and ignoring her orders to capture Malacca alive because he is he's, he's going to be the bomb maker for Le Chief. So much of this, even though I've seen this film so, so many times, I forget. I'm like, oh, I guess so like, he huh? was the one that was going to blow up this plane originally for oh. Le Chief. And so because Bond killed him, Le Chief gets rando you, McCurley here. It's not the clearest random occurrence. Right. Rando not the clues clearest. point to corrupt Greek official Demetrios, who Bond finds right, in the right, Bahamas, right. where we get the iconic scene of him seeing uh, Demetrios's wife, Solange, riding uh, in a bikini on a horseback on the beach, mm-hmm. and Daniel Craig popping up. So he was supposed to, as Bond, just be swimming like just his neck above the water, spotting her, but he he randomly hit this awkwardly situated sandbank so he had to stand he was like i'm like at my waist now so he had to stand up in in this like teeny tiny little mm-hmm. breeze beto briefs uh and it, like that scene turned him into an international sex symbol yeah oh, like he, the fact that they didn't think like oh you know what also people like not just like female <laughs> nudity male bodies well i assumed it's already in the script that he's going to be completely nude on a wicker chair getting tortured at some point so he knew not, he was yes, gonna, yes, well, yes yes but he knew but he was going to be in like, a sexual I gotta get. situation well jury's out on mads mickles <laughs> Ma- that, for some people fair, i'm fair, sure fair, that's fair, fair. the no, no, kink no. you're so right you're so right mads However, mickelson whipping your nuts that's that is at least Jeff, at least 
200 people's kinks. You're so correct. Listener, if that is your kink, imagine Mickelson whipping your nuts. I with am a not here beater, to yuck your right yum. Right into that is an almost not what I mean. gmail.com. Yuck your yum is one of the grossest, but also my favorite. You know what it is? Phrases Evocative that you, you've said and on this podcast. Specific. I know, I know. But, but um, yuck your yum. But like him like being like, oh yeah, you know what? I gotta guess I gotta like be like Bo Derek. It's like, yeah, duh. There's people who are like, you know what I come to see these movies for? Uh, a hunk. A hunk well, in a as, swimsuit. As Daniel Craig, he realized at the moment that he's like, this is going to draw comparisons to Ursula Anderson, Dr. No. Yes, the yes, very yes, first yes, Bond yes. film of coming out of the surf in that white Fabulous. bikini. And he knew that this would draw comparison, but he didn't think, as he said, quote, that he would be haunted by it for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, but it is like, it's so perfect. And I love it. I love it. I love it. It's great. And I, I'm sure, I am positive I have talked about this on the pod before. I don't know in what context or in what episode. But I saw Daniel Craig play Iago in Othello right. at uh, New York Theater Workshop. With David Oyelowo. Oh, my gosh. And, and first oh, off, first and foremost, well, I, I got lucky enough that a friend of mine had won the lottery to a matinee, texted me that morning, and I happened to be awake doing something else. And he was like, do you want to go? And I was like, yes. So You've got friends I in high places. I sure <laughs> do. I have lucky friends. And so the place I was sitting was like, this, they, they built they built these like wooden risers, basically. Yeah. And I was like the furthest all the way over to the side on the second row. And in the front row, there was a seat that like no one was sitting in. Right. And turns out that's because that's where Daniel Craig would stand for one of the scenes. So his back is, when I say his back is literally right in front of me, I meant if I were like You meant like you're fool, looking at like a, an equivalent of like the Appalachian Mountains in terms of like the rise of yes. those back muscles Without extending my, I could have kept my elbow bent and touched his back. It was like that close to me. He, he was like less than a foot away from me. I like, he was right there. I was like, I could smell him if I were creepy, you know, like, and if, if you were, creepy, if I were creepy and I'm not, so I, I didn't go like, you know, but I was like, oh wow, this is a broad gentleman, you know? And he's like, also he and David Oyelowo were the only Brits in the cast and they wiped the floor with the Americans as far as like, their vocal like projection and their training and everything, all these things that you think of stage actors as being better at than screen actors. But it's like, oh, these are these are screen actors who are trained on the stage, darling. <laughs> so they were incredible. But yeah. yeah, that I was like that close to Daniel Craig. And I was like, I think I get it. Like when he was that close to me, I was like, this is a broad gentleman. This is <laughs> this guy's this guy's for real. This guy is a handsome SOB. Correct. Uh, so, yes, after winning Demetrios's Aston Martin in a poker game, which is good foreshadowing for is the rest it? of your film, uh, and seducing his wife, Solange, Solange. Bond pursues Demetrios uh, to Miami through the bodies exhibit and kills him. Man, is this ever a mid 2000s ref or what? You know, this is a pre like, wait. Who, where they get whose these bodies? bodies are in these bodies? Why aren't we thinking about where these were sourced? Oh, oh, awkward. And then Bond thwarts the destruction of Skyfleet's prototype airliner, which I love this action sequence. It's so good of him pursuing so the sky of like the And this guy who has no lines. No lines. This is the only so season, he's so but good. like he's incredible. Let's be like you're being cast as this guy with no lines. You're only in this one sequence, but it's iconic. Yeah. 
that shot of him like watching Bond get like arrested as mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna blow you up now, but he doesn't realize that Bond switched out <laughs> this keychain bomb onto his belt. And then he gets he blows toast, himself baby. up like a real dum dum. So good, so good. And yes, yeah, so but due to Dimitrios's failure to carry the attack, his wife Solange winds up just tortured and killed. You see her in this hammock. That was really terrible. Covered in sand. It really is. But it's also like we don't need to see that. You know. I'm glad that we didn't see the scene right. of her being tortured, but we did also see her dead face, which was I was like, <sighs> yeah, I would have known who that was if we just seen like the hair. You know. But yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. Uh, to recoup his client's lost money, Lashif, it's all, it's all this stuff where I'm like, oh, right, that's the plot. The plot is that the villain has been a, like embe- embezzling the money or whatever. Right. Like, Classic. Uh, putting the money into the stock Classic. market. Classic. I spent the client's funds. But because Bond, you know, saved, stopped the bomb, like now he has like, oops, all my people are going to be like, where's my money? It's like, well, I lost it. In a bad bet, so he organizes this high-stakes Texum Hold'em tournament at the roll credits Casino Royale in And I love that this is the plan: is that M- oh, you're the best poker player in, in MI6, the service. So I guess we're gonna enter you, hoping you'll Not beat like, him at you poker. Know what? One That's of your great skills is poker. It's like, well, you're the best one we've got. So I'm like, can't you just kidnap him? Can't you just be like, we, we're going to kill you is, unless you turn on your people. Um, but yeah, so he enters this poker. Tour. That's the plan is like beat him at poker. Uh, and, and, and once you beat him and he's like, oops, I got no money to repay the bad guys. I'll have to seek <laughs> asylum with MI6 in exchange for information on my clients. That's how it's going to work. And he's paired with Vesper Lind. I love that they lampshade it by having him be like, ooh, you must have given your parents hell for that name. Because, I mean, every, the Bond girl, they They're always have ridiculous. the stupidest names. It's better than Chris, Denise Richards' Christmas Eve. Uh, and, true. I mean, it's better than even though that is an iconic Bond name. Pussy Galore is, to me, the stupidest well, Pussy Bond Galore name. at least is like, we're not even trying to pretend this is a name. Not even Vesper trying. Lind is like, who, what, what? I know. Well, he's Ves- Vesper to me is also so like that's a villain name. Like yes. I'm waiting for this person it's to me. be a villain. Vesper. Vesper. Right. Also, uh, like she. Well, okay. So, Eva Green is French. Yes. Are we meant to assume that Vesper is French? I don't know. She's a British Treasury agent, but There's she's no... clearly European. She's not trying to do a British accent. She's clearly got a European accent. Oh, I didn't even clock that. Well, what it's... would you? Well, I mean, European. I mean, that's such a wide to, well, basically, it, okay, okay. What would you say? To me, it is the way was. that, like, she will say. I thought she say, was doing a British accent. Well, she might have been, but she's clearly not English. To me, listening to it, I hear moments where she's taking something that is very obviously, if you are someone who's a native English speaker, mm-hmm. a z mm-hmm. and pronouncing it with an S and vice versa. It's I'm, the a listener, in- if you don't know, Amy Jo, an accomplished, a Broadway dialect coach. I so can't she turn is it more off. of an. Expert, uh, an expert. I don't on know. This than I, I am. listen. Also, I've worked with a lot of non-native speakers on their, of like English or American pronunciation. So, like, I listen to that. I hear those things, and those are the types of things that say I'm working with someone, a client who is going in to do something for a film versus on TV, uh, on not well on TV, but uh, uh, on the on the stage. On the stage, we want like a kind of a broad, consistent sound right. because that's just what we expect on the stage. On screen, you can get away with something much more like 
I'm not sure what that is. It's kind of in between a lot of things, which is what she's doing, you know, but there's the way that she said, I wish I'd written down some of the words, but it really is like versus. So for instance, here's a very small example, which is, is like not even exactly what she's doing. Like, you or I would be like, well, uh, w- there. Uh, say there are a lot of chairs or a lot of tables. We would know that's a z sound, even though it's spelled with an S. But a lot of people who didn't grow up speaking English would see that S at the end of something that is plural and pronounce it as an S rather than a z sound. She tables. does that. Yeah, she'd say tables, chairs, that sort of thing. Mm. But she does that with a lot of other things, like internal to a word, things that are really like a native oh. English speaker would just never do that. Like sometimes an American might get lazy and say like, oh, there's a bunch of chairs. Like we'd get lazy, but it, she would do it in like the middle of a word in places where I'm like, this is not a native English speaker who speaks English impeccably. Okay. Um. So I wasn't sure where we were meant to intuit that she was from because also then like we have her like talking to the guy from Switzerland and the Swiss quite famously speak multiple languages. So I was like, <laughs> is he supposed to be a, a French Swiss speaker, a yeah. German Swiss speaker? Like, cause she doesn't talk to him in French, not really, you know? And I was like, what are we supposed to think about her? I, where are we supposed to think she's from? And I wasn't sure, you yeah. know? Well, she's listed as a British treasury agent. So even if you, you know, if it's like that she, she was still be born and the Brit- grew up yes. somewhere else, that she's currently a British treasury agent. So she's the one that is protecting the And the boyfriend, here's the thing, the, the boyfriend is French-Algerian. Right. Which makes me think she's yeah. supposed to be French. Supposed to be French, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. Listener, when you're in my brain, these are the kinds of things, unfortunately, you think far too much about. Because you're like, no, what what was the intention versus what the actor could do? You know? And then I spend half the movie thinking about that and not, what on earth is Mads Mikkelsen actually supposed to be doing plot-wise? Oh, I don't care. Every moment of Mads Mikkelsen, perfection. Oh, I love it. Um, but yes, Eva Green as Vesperlin, British Treasury agent, uh, who's the one protecting the 10 million buy-in for Bond. And in Montenegro, they meet their contact, Renee Mathis, Giancarlo Giannini, and Joe can barely keep it together. If you've listened to our previous episodes, you know Giancarlo Giannini. Haven't I heard that name? You guessed it. Third build in. <laughs> dreamer, American, dreamer. American dreamer. She's a believer. With... <laughs> Of doing it right. Joe <laughs> Beth Williams and Tom <laughs> Condi. The 80s comedy thriller it's from like you 84. never heard he of. He plays this guy named Victor. And when <laughs> Jeff and I watched this movie for the first time like years ago, I just screamed, Victor! I was so... This film, Casino Royale. Yes. yes. I was so excited because American Dreamer is one of the favorite films of my family. And by family, I mean my mom's entire extended mm-hmm. family. I've watched it so many times that even when it was like this much, much older, like 30 years later, seeing this actor, I was like, oh, it's Victor. <laughs> Victor. <laughs> and he's, you know what? So wonderful. He's great. He's great. He's great in this film. Uh, so Bond gains the upper hand in the Texas Hold'em, deducing Lashif's tell, which is his bleeding eye. Uh, well, it's also a twitch. Not yes, just the eye bleeding. Twi- right. Well, that was like the, when he detected it, it was like, this eye's not bleeding it's, it just seemed to be his finger on yeah, his he was temple twitching. yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, the bleeding I never, I I never like, even catched the 
twitching. It, it always just seemed to be him just somehow miraculously He's fussing a lot. Reading He's, it. And I was like, that doesn't seem to be a good thing for a poker player. No, that's true. I'm, no, doing this George Raft thing with my poker chips. I'm twirling them about nervously. So it's like, good. It's so good. With those, that's so cool. That? The little move with the poker chips of like reshuffling it. them. I love it. With one hand. Where I'm like, how do you do the way that. he always puts it and, and bond is like and like throws him <laughs> onto the table but lashif is like oh like they are beautiful uh, eh. i'm sorry that's your lashif no him is french look danish mads mickelson look i, I don't <laughs> voila is what i should have said i don't know is it voila hey, voila does lashif say voila he doesn't that, say a lot that'd be a good catchphrase you know what lashif he does he's great mads, he's great because it's bad mickelson he doesn't have a catchphrase and honestly voila him not just time, voila each hey, time voila. he whacks daniel craig in the nuts with that carpet beaker he should go voila hey, voila hey, voila, hey, voila. <laughs> voila. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the so, most Danish I know is talk, which is thank you, which yes, seems not appropriate for every situation. Um, uh, you, th- thank you for the allowing me to whack your nuts with this carpet beater. Yeah, he just uh, screams talk at Daniel Craig. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Uh, so Abano, return, remember Abano from the beginning of the film? No, nope. gave, gave oh, yes, the chief yes, the money. The he was like, please him, put my money in whatever to help find my terrorism. Make me money. So he shows up and am ambushes Lashif, but allows him to continue playing to win back the money. This whole scene that is always, I always know each time, like, I feel like I should warn you, Amy Joe, when it's like, is there, are they going to cut off the arm of Lashif's girlfriend? Like that, when they like, they stop but and like, wow, he didn't even say a word. Like you should blanch. get a new boyfriend. But instead she still helps poison Bond on his behalf. And it's Look, like, you, you know should what? get out of here. It is, uh, everyone always asks yeah. an abused woman, why didn't you leave? And Good it's point. like, you know Good what? Point. You know what? I will shut up. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good point. Uh, but yes. Uh, then Obano's bodyguard spots Bond and Vesper, and Bond kills them both. This great stairway sequence. I love that just Vesper just trying to get out. It's just like eat all these doors. How I feel every time when I'm like, well, you know, the elevators are weird. Let me just go on the staircase. And like, I'll go to the staircase. I'm like, oh, no, wait. I can't. The oh, staircase no. won't open blink, blink, on blink, the blink, floor blink. I need or the floor above. Okay, maybe below. Or the floor below. I, I got to go here. back to the floor. Now I got to. Now I do have to catch an elevator. God damn it. <laughs> it's very the episode of Mad Men where um, he, like, they go out to lunch and he's like, eat yes. a bunch of clams and drink and a bunch martini- of martinis. Yes, and, the martinis. and then like, oh, no, the elevator's out. You got to climb 22 it's flights. Iconic. <laughs> and John Slattery just because he deigned to grab Betty Draper around the waist. And be like, oh, you, you've been giving me the hot pants all night. And Don Draper being like, oh, for that, I'm going to make you vom in front of all of these important clients. It's not love not to satisfying, see it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's I will never forget that moment from Mad Men. That to me is like the big first moment. Be like, oh, wow, this guy is playing for keeps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bond kills these guys and he, he comforts a traumatized Vesper in the shower, as we said, of like the many moments. You know what I will say? This is a great moment. It's fascinating to me. Apparently shot in one take. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a, it's a one take scene. Well, of good. Him like getting to the shower wet. with her. Originally, she it, I, I waffle between it because on the one hand, 
I am always grossed out when he just sucks her finger. When well, she's that's like, I feel terrible. the, blo- the no, blood I can, under my no, no, no. fingernails. That part is terrible. And he sucks her finger to be like, is that better? And she's like, uh-huh. So like, well, at least he's asked, like, is that better? Opposed to like, please stop sucking on my fingers. When there's no relation there's that, it's pa- all that animosity terrible, between them, I which say, you can read like the animosity is like whatever hot, like but hot animosity if we take the weird finger sucking out of it it is a really beautiful please. scene please yeah because also like that it's a very powerful shot like where he opens the door and just sees her in there because it's like they've also established in that very first scene like kind of the the pre the prologue if you will of of uh him coming in and being like uh, we were see his first kill right. you know and the guy's like the second one is always easier yeah you know yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we see then her have her first which is not something she ever wanted to do not something that she ever intended to do she never she's a treasure she's, she's an accountant an accountant of the treasure right exactly she, yeah Yes, the British Treasury agent. Uh, I was like, not accountant. What was it? What is her actual job? Money. Numbers. Money. She just slides into that seat opposite him on the train. And you're just like, I don't know what you're doing here. We are an hour into the the film. But yeah, every penny of it. uh, Mm -hmm. We didn't know that Naomi Harris would be our money penny. Um, Yeah, she's so good. though. She's so good. Um, but yes, it is like she's not here for murder, no. murder for or scene. sexy time, murder or sexy time. Uh, so, oh, that was what I was going to say is that apparently in the script she was supposed to be like in her underwear in the shower. And Daniel Craig was like, she wouldn't stop to no. take off her dress. If she's this traumatized, she would just go into the shower. It's also very powerful because they've made such a big deal out of the dress. You yeah. know, that early he was like, I need you looking fabulous. I'm wearing this dress. So that then when she's just like. And they, uh, everyone's been like, oh, no one has stopped looking at you, you know? And then she's in that same gown in the shower. Yeah. I think it that's why it's so powerful. If she was just in her underwear, it would be like, it would feel yeah. gratuitous in a way I that agree. her being in the I gown totally feels agree. like a, this, like, I love wounded is, animal. We never see her in her underwear in the film. No, we see her nude one time uh, when she's about to put on the red dress. Yes, and even that is like you're seeing even her bare feel, back. We, that still feels like you're not see it to me a bare back feels so much less anything than I seeing agree. than seeing an actor in like a bra and pants. I agree. It know? doesn't feel it feels like more like, okay, I'm moving from this moment in my life right. to this Opposed moment. Opposed to life. Daniel Craig that we see him in his underwear in, in like an underwear or in teeny tiny swimming briefs yeah. multiple times and then fully nude on that chair in the really, torture scene. I love. I love that this is the, that agree. we flipped this. And having with this recently film. watched Showgirls, the felt like a, exactly. ve- a, a very strong <laughs> departure you know especially for a bond movie which are notoriously about like female flesh you know yeah to have it be more like absolutely well, what if i don't know even in like the opening theme which i i love on this film is that we're getting this cool like animated yeah. version of him oh, so and cool. all these like playing cards but opposed to we're so usually seeing like bodies naked yeah. female bodies and i love that we are like flipping the script with this film um but yeah so he comforts her and then he loses his he completely loses the game because he uh, mads as the chief just kind of fakes his towel fakes the towel and he's got a good hand and vesper refuses to cover the five million dollar rebuy but Your fellow ego. player felix lighter hey you're like wait is that jeffrey wright just chilling at the end of the table yes it just is pops in brother from langley agrees to stake bond enough money to continue in exchange for taking lashif into american custody and then lashif has bond poisoned which vesper helps save him oh my gosh, so good the sequence whole sequence so excellent 
And then Bond, he, of course, winds up winning with this $115 million pot uh, with a straight flush and apparently tipped off by Mathis, which is interesting that, like, this doesn't get resolved in this film. It gets resolved in the next film Mm -hmm. of that Mathis wasn't actually a villain. Uh, but it's for this film. It's like, it seems that Mathis betrayed them. So, and Lashif kidnaps Vesper, uses her to trap Bond, this great like car chase that immediately ends with Vesper on, on the road, bound and gagged oh as gosh. Bond's car flips 1 billion and, times. And I said to you, a Guinness record. I for said car to you, flips. I think every time we've watched it, but I definitely said it when we watched it for this, I was like, they didn't need to make it flip that many times. Like they and did not like, they plan didn't. to, they weren't trying to. I mean, this driver thankfully lived. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. It's <laughs> terrible. And Lashif brings them to an abandoned ship. It fully looks like a 1980s, like Russian Cold War submarine to torture Bond. I mean, it is amazing, this sequence, which is, yeah. as he says, is like everyone's so like wrapped up in these fancy torture, you know, contraptions. But we're opposed to just like, I've got a carpet beater. This big, like, tied knot. Yep. And you are naked. I'm going to whack it I against your nuts. I took the bottom of this chair out. Good luck to you. Yeah. Trying to get the account, the password for the account number to get the winnings of this poker tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this scene is taken directly from the novel of Casino Royale. Oh. Because this is, I think this is the last, if I'm not mistaken, the last um, Bond film with a title taken from one of the books. Mm. Because they adapted so many of them. Right, there's only so, there's only like a few left, which is like Bond in New York and Bond something else. You're like, no one wants to make a movie called Bond in New York. I kind of want to see a Bond in New well, York. Well, I'll see it, but do yeah. I need it to be called Bond in okay, New I, York? Okay, I guess I don't need it called Bond in New York. Da, 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 da. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I mean, if Rami Malek wants to be singing New York, New York, I'm okay with that. But so the scene, the difference in the novel Lashif also cuts Bond's back so he bleeds on the floor and then rats are released Ew. in a feeding ah. frenzy underneath the chair. No, 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 no. So it's also knowing that as soon as he falls to the ground, it's like rats are going to be feasting on him. And I was like, we don't need, it's so enough it's in the bad film. enough. We don't need, you know, Lashif as the rat whisperer with all these rats chitter chattering. things that on paper, are exciting and great that when you actually see them on film, on would film be you don't too you don't much. need. Like, well, it's, also, it's enough. It's an unfilm. It, it's like it, it goes long enough and with enough different yeah. um, movements. And the actors are good of just enough. Daniel Craig just being like, "I've got an itch. Would you mind so scratching?" Good. No, to the right, like that. It's so it's like so laughing. Like good. the whole world's gonna know you died scratching my balls. Uh, it's so good, <laughs> but it does. It does like you're like no. He oh he still has the power. That like if you yeah. see the like you see him almost like giving up the power and then he takes that yep, power back. Yep, yep. And it's so good. And then Mr. White, remember him from the beginning of the Not film? You really. don't too bad. He bursts in and kills Lashif. Our so far only Bond film to die before the third act of the movie. 
which is bananas. But it doesn't feel like it's before the third act till you watch the third act and realize you're not in it. You realize you're still in the third act. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he kills Maz Mickelson as punishment for betraying the trust of the organization by gambling away their money. Fair, fair, fair. Leaving I mean, don't do it. Don't kill people. But also fair, fair, fair. But also don't gamble away criminals' money. Uh, leaving Bond and Vesper alive. And Bond awakens in an MI6 hospital. Has Mathis arrested as a traitor. Goodbye, Mathis. Goodbye, Giancarlo Giannini. Bye. Until You're the next great. film. After transferring the winnings, Bond spends his time recovering with Vesper in Venice. The two have fallen in love. He decides to resign from MI6. And then he M- opens up that Vio laptop and is like, <laughs> beep, bop, boop. Bye, M. And then M is like, um, well, we'll talk about that later. Do you ever plan to deposit your winnings? And he's like, doggy doggy, what? <gasps> I thought I did deposit those winnings. Oops, Vesper betrayed me. Thankfully, you've mess you've decided to call me now. Cause now and I thankfully, can. Thankfully, Vesper catch her. left her phone behind and intentionally. Yeah, she leaves her so phone behind. So he follows her to the handoff of the money where gunmen take her captive as soon as they spot him. Sorry, we were just thinking, for those of you that listened to our mummy episode, while we were watching this portion of the film, all I could think of was like, the money, the money. (laughs) How dare you? I want the money. (laughs) Yes, and they are in Venice, as we've established. So Bob shoots those buildings, flotation devices, causing the foundation to sink into the Grand Canal. He kills all the gunmen. I do love the one with like the half sunglass, half glasses oh, and yeah. gets the nail gun through the eye it's like that's it's a great, like a monocle but not yeah. and i am like a monocle but not right uh and then vesper is trapped in this elevator and decides like nope i'm just gonna kill myself and don't try to save me you get out of here right. i deserve this seemed to be the backstory she was giving yeah and mr white escapes the money and so uh, the film ends with m informing bond that the organization behind the chief threatened to kill vesper's lover because she was indeed married or with someone anyway. with her boyfriend was the french right. algerian and so that's what led her to become a double agent she was kind of forced into it mm-hmm. it was you know and bond very coldly renounces her as a traitor is like well the bitch is dead and emma's like don't you wonder why you were allowed to be alive don't that she you think about the fact that's because of her she that- negotiated for your life and realizing that, like, oh, and then she checks died her phone. because, yeah. And that she left him these hints to find Mr. White. And the film ends with him at Mr. White's estate, blowing up his leg with a gun with his AK-47 and showing up, uh, introducing himself as the name is Bond, James Bond. Man, I love this film. <laughs> the casting director of Casino Royale was Debbie McWilliams. McWilliams has also cast such films as For Your Eyes Only, an American Werewolf in London, GoldenEye, and all of the following Daniel Craig Bond films, including No Time to Die. Fun fact before we get into casting, Alfred Hitchcock turned down a chance to direct Casino Royale in the 1950s. What would that have looked like? A Hitchcock Bond film? I think it would have been very cool, but also Hitchcock was such a control freak that I think that's probably wise that he was like no like you can't have he was always the star right not the writer i mean even if the writer like he worked very closely with a lot of writers but he's like 
it's not like, oh, I'm adapting this very famous book. He'd adapt like well-known source material, but not like but it's still a Hitchcock James film, Bond. Right? It's a Hitchcock yeah. film, not an Ian Fleming I feel like Sam story. Mendes is our biggest director doing Skyfall and Spectre. I'm trying to think of other directors where you're like that they are that the director is the the draw that has come to yeah. the film. But you even know? Sam Mendes is not, exactly. not the that's same what, like, oh, kind good, of that, that's what I'm signature saying. on that's his That's what Hitchcock. I'm saying. Yeah, totally. He's the biggest director when you're like, oh yeah, American Beauty and Road to Perdition's Sam Mendes. You're not getting a Scorsese Bond film. Exactly. Yeah. Which we'll get into. But there is an auteur director that wanted this to be his Bond film. Mon Dieu. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. Oh, baby. Let's kick it off with James Bond. Amy Jo, your thoughts on that Daniel Craig, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Here's the deal. He's great. So good. I think we can all agree that he's great. Yeah. I mean, so many people at the time were like, who's this blonde Bond Well, nonsense? I think because also like people like our age had grown up with Pierce Brosnan. And I now know that people are like, who is this guy? Like very, very like, I'm a sophisticated. And people are always going to be, who people, is this guy? You know guy? what? People are always going to be, who is this guy? But Daniel Craig, such a fine, fine actor. Funny charming hot good at action yeah he really takes all the boxes he nails it all i love the moment in that dinner scene when it's like the movie well ostensibly like well you beat you did you beat him at poker like we're done and the Mm -hmm. dinner with him and vesper when he like laughs he does like some like kind of uh line on her right when she she just like kind of makes fun of him for it's it like and once he, you've tasted it you'll never want anything yes else. like so why he calls it a best part. like oh why the bitter aftertaste no because once you taste it you never like anything else it's like oh i thought that was quite good and he kind of laughs at himself over it and it's the first time he does that in the film which yeah. is also why you're like it helps that moment helps sell the very quick like now they're in love he's yeah. gonna quit um yeah. I, I mean also that's great when he's just she, she's like you can have me here there anywhere and he's like oh are you warming are you warming to me (laughs) you could say that it's so funny yeah i mean i don't have a ton of other thoughts um i will say oh my gosh this is um this just gives you an idea of how my brain works i was thinking through because i was looking for other options for something else about like people that had been in various like shows in england primarily like the marples and the poirots because okay. that's where Love i have it. seen a ton of mm-hmm. fine actors like guest spot through because poirot is basically the only constant you know you have tons of different actors and i was like oh what was that one episode that one like basically like tv movie that like an hour and a half i was like where th- Lucy Punch was in love with that guy. That guy was pretty hot. Who was that? And I truly looked it up to be like, oh, right. That was Michael Fassbender. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, oh, amazing. That so I was like, uh, he's great. Um, and Michael Fassbender. of my list is Michael Fassbender. Would have been yeah. or would be. He's still pretty young. I mean, young. yes, it would like, be. It feels well, Daniel like... Craig was 38 filming this yeah. movie. I will say, as someone who is also 38, it was humbling to look at this movie and be like, this guy's 38. But also, he looks conservatively 45. Um, he just looks like grizzled, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. But regardless, I thought, oh, right. That guy, Michael Fassbender. Um, 
also then thinking of other like like Jonathan Cake is another like British beefcake mm. guy. He's mainly mm-hmm. done stage, but he's done a fair amount of like British mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's known apparently in the RSC as the chest. <laughs> because he's so broad, which I find delightful. Chest. Oh, the chest. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Cake. And then now this also of course makes me think of many other things, but like Idris Elba is someone who's a yes. few years younger, who obviously was like someone that everyone was talking about. And this Everyone makes me th- was talking about as a course. potential bond. And this makes me think of, if you haven't seen it, you must watch Trevor Noah's stand-up special, Afraid <laughs> of the Dark, where he does a whole sequence about, uh-huh. like, go- he it talks about, like, when he, like, went to Scotland. And then, it, like, then, then goes on this tangent about, like, Okay, there was this whole thing like people were were piling on, having like like talk conversations about Bond, and everyone was like racism. And he's like, I don't even know what it's about, but racism. And then he's like, and then I really thought about it once I went to Scotland, and I was like, it would be kind of hard to be a spy if you are the only black person in the entire country. And so then he does this incredible sequence where he's just like pretending they're all like hunting Idris Elba, and he's doing his Idris Elba impression. Anyway, you should. Definitely watch if you haven't. Um, but it was interesting then watching this movie, having seen that like a million times and thinking about like, well, it does depend on right. where you said it. That, you know? It depends on where you said it. There's some places where Daniel this Craig movie will starts stick in out Uganda. like a sore, sore thumb. Eggs. Yeah. He's pretty uh, obvious uh, there. Yeah. 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 So those those are my main thoughts. I, I mean, I, I don't know. There's I'm sure a lot of people who could play Bond. I don't really care. Right. I know. I feel like at this point, I mean, at this point, it's also thinking ahead of like who's mm-hmm. going to take over for Daniel Craig and like I'm kind of down with someone that I don't really know because totally. at the time like Daniel Craig like I didn't really know like in 2006 like I forget I think Munich might have been 2005 I don't even know and it was like one of the big reasons why he got the role was layer cake which is he's also like wearing impeccably uh tailored clothing. tailored suits um, where he has he, his he's credited as like XXXX. Like one of the points of the film is that like you don't know his name. He's a line. It's like my name. If you knew that, you'd be as clever as me. So, so people were like, what if he's actually Bond in this film? <laughs> um, but at the time, it was like, yes, Idris Elba. Where now it's like he's Idris Elba's in his 50s. Like I don't want Idris, Idris Elba. Idris Elba's only like four or five years younger than Daniel Craig. Yeah, like I don't want him to take. At this point, at the time, it was like that'd be rad. Yeah. At the time, him or Michael Fassbender or I'm like to me, Tom Hardy is also yes, one of Tom the ones also, that I sure. could see. That one of the great moments in this film is like the free runner, the beginning action sequence, like swooping himself above this construction site door frame through this open window and daniel craig just bursts through this wall instead Mm -hmm. instead of like i'm not gonna leap up and do parkour through this i'm gonna tank myself through this wall and like that is what i would see tom hardy doing and if you wanted someone that's like who'd been acting at that you know like 2002 was the terrible star trek nemesis where he's supposed to play question mark a young clone of patrick stewart but tom hardy wasn't famous yet right at that point but if you want just if you just want like a guy that will carry your franchise and someone that's like you can pay me nothing and i'm here and eventually you're gonna be paying me a billion dollars to crawl through glass to to do a film in 2021 um but at 2006 it's like you could afford tom hardy so yeah tom hardy michael fassbender would be great um and then more of my thoughts are more 
now. It's more of yeah. like, yes, I could see Henry Golding, people talking Henry Golding, the guy from Bridgerton, who I didn't watch Bridgerton, right. but he is an incredibly attractive man. They're both very charming that. and attractive. I don't know how either of them are at like hardcore action stuff. Yeah, I mean Henry, Henry Golding. Henry Golding is going to be in this new GI Joe spinoff oh. prequel, Snake Eyes, where he's playing like a like a ninja whatnot. And he, I mean, from the trailer, like he looks great. I mean, look, he's, Henry Golding is someone who reeks beautiful. charisma. He reeks. He stinks of charisma. <laughs> he stinks of charisma. Um, in terms of like, do I really want to follow multiple films of him? I don't know. I, 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 as I've said before, like I want Riz Ahmed. I want Riz Ahmed because he's on lists of people being mm-hmm. like we could see that even though he's he's shorter he is even if even if he gets jacked he still feels scrawnier than like right. da- beefcake it's Daniel a scrappier Craig. bond because he's scrappier. less like a scrappier i belong bond. on the cover of gq i'm just down like that the fact that daniel craig the big hullabaloo was that he's blonde like i mm-hmm. i'm down with like let's get a non-white bond or honestly let's get a non-male bond like yeah. we're there we've got a we've got jody whittaker as our doctor Come who on. it's like let's who cares like i get it when like the fear is like but what will the sales be and it's like i don't care so i'm like you give, still have give me so Riz much Ahmed. money behind a bond franchise right. that like come on yeah i mean so no time for die i mean like um you know this episode i mean we're recording this months in advance and if you're listening to this when it came out it's before no time to die came out but lashana lynch of captain marvel is a new double o in this film a black female bond like or a black female double o anyway it's like that they could easily just take over this franchise great in captain marvel great in the trailers from no time to die i could see that or you know bump up naomi harris have money penny take yeah, over money penny can or, handle it or you know if you want whatever you want the uh the uh acclaimed just get lapita lapita as bond come on come, come on. on i want any of that but daniel craig as far as this film is concerned i mean he's so good so so good he initially rejected it as he felt the series had settled into formula until he read the finished script and was like oh i see you're taking you're purposefully making this yeah. be the version who is like this is his th- right it's it's my first day <laughs> it's my first bond film <laughs> um he he said that he was in a state of pain for most of the shoot due sure to the vigorous stunts. i saw the movie so the first action scene to be shot was his fight scene in prague which i believe was the opening where he's like beating the guy up in the bathroom of mm-hmm. his like first kill and he apparently lost two his two front teeth doing <gasps> during that and his dentist had to fly in from London to replace them. So that's like, that's where you're starting. Your first action scene, you lose, you get your front teeth knocked out. And that's then like, you're, you're now doing huge. your fifth film in your franchise. Oh, no. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get the actors that were considered right off the bat. I mean, Doy, Pierce Brosnan, of course, sure. they were trying to get him back. He said that he saw that they would have to pay him thirty million dollars to get him back by the by just by the nature of right. like it, it where it went of like by go. four films in like well this is where you've been paying me like you kind of have to pay me to this point yeah which I understand does not make sense from a financial standpoint sure. but the way that he almost came back because he also was ready to be done he yeah. almost came back though because the person that was interested in doing a bond film was quentin tarantino wow so he said it was after kill bill volume two and he wanted to meet me so i went up to hollywood one day from the beach and i met him at the four seasons i got there at 7 p.m i like to be punctual 
7.15 came around. <laughs> no Quentin. He was upstairs doing press. Someone oh. sent over a martini. So I had a martini. And I waited till 7.30. And I thought, where the heck is he? Word came down, apologies. So I thought, okay, I'll have another martini. Oh, no. When Tarantino finally showed up, Rosden admitted he was a bit drunk, or fairly smokered, as he put it. Tarantino promptly ordered more martinis, and the two of them got even more smokered, while Tarantino passionately pitched his idea, which was, from what I could tell mainly, was that it would be a black and white period piece. So already by taking someone mm. who's already been Bond feels bananas to like, sure. now we're going to put Change this in the, the 1960s and a black and white period piece. But he was apparently, quote unquote, pounding the table saying, you're the best James Bond. I want to do James Bond. And it was very close quarters in the restaurant. And I thought, please calm down. But we don't tell Quentin Tarantino to calm down, <laughs> Bronston said, adding he wanted to do James Bond. And I went back to the shop and told him, but it wasn't meant to be. No Quentin Tarantino for James Bond. Um, but I love the idea. As I love this film. This is the this is the Bond film I've watched more than any other Casino mm. Royale. But I love the idea because Tarantino, he wanted to do a Star Trek film. Like he's never going to do any of these properties yeah. of something he hasn't written himself. Well, but, but in the, the 90s and early 2000s, maybe he was thinking he would. Yeah, maybe. But uh, Not I, I'm fascinated of like what that would be. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, Die Another Day was just so bad that I can't. I, it's hard to imagine, like, let's just bring in a new director to invigorate life mm -hmm. with the same bond opposed to like let's just get a clean slate and let's get do someone whole new. thing yeah so as far as our other actors uh ewan mcgregor was reportedly one of the producer's first choices but mm. turned it down which i don't see it i, I ewan I, mcgregor to me i mean it's always moulin rouge to me is like that is the quintessential ewan mcgregor v, of v, ewan mcgregor he is the one who starts where he loves the person not that has to like over the course of 20 Correct. minutes like now the film is a romantic Oh, he's a romance. Correct. And to grow to that. It's like, Hugh McGregor has never to me read as someone that's like, oh, yeah, I don't have any respect for women. Hugh McGregor was born with respect for women. <laughs> or at least born as a capital R romantic, even if that yeah. is manipulative. Yeah. That's different than like, you and me, baby, we <laughs> both know you're married and I'm a rogue. My type is married woman. <laughs> I guess that's technically also Moulin Rouge. But Hugh McGregor doesn't lead with that. Energy. No, that's not his desired no, no. situation. Clive Owen was the fan favorite oh, choice yeah. that was never officially offered the role. And it's apparently juries out on whether he was actually seriously considered. I had seen forever that he was like, it seemed right. like it was his to lose. And then they cast Daniel Craig. But now it's like, who knows? But I feel like at the time he had to be. He had to have been considered. on the radar. Also, what a beautiful man. What a beautiful you, man. Old Rootin' Tootin' Russell. Rootin' Tootin' Russell. Same Look. year, 2006, previous episode, Inside Man. Look, when I saw Gosford Park in high school, I was like, <laughs> who's that guy? I'm obsessed. Well, he had this movie, Croupier. He's the croupier where he's like, well, he's in a tuxedo. He looks the part. And it's like right. similar to Layer Cake for Craig. Yeah. Like, that's the movie that we were like, People this have no guy imagination, I think, is what we're learning. Well, they do. But also if they're seeing a role where someone is already in the quote unquote Correct. costume, it's like that does help to. That's why they tell an actor to not come in costume, but dress to suggest. Dress you know. to suggest. 
Um, also in 2006, Clive Owen had Children of Men, which oh, I love. I haven't seen it, but I've heard my it's great. Parents hated so much. Oh. I saw it in theaters with them, and I remember ending, and they were like, "Nothing happened," and I was blown away because mm. it's very purposefully like he never picks up a gun in the film, mm-hmm. but there's so much action scenes of like. There's, I do it's intend so to tense. watch it one day. It's so good. I, I knowing how ten, how tension in a film can be rough for you. It's it. The whole film is like wall to wall. Well, like, maybe I'll watch it over happen? the course of happen? five afternoons. You know, just I, half I'm an hour at a time. To, <laughs> I'm happy to schedule out <laughs> five twenty minute sequences. I need to do it in doses for you to watch maybe. the film. Um, but yes, Clive Bowen, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Charlie Hunnam. It's a great cast. Great cast. Great cast great of a film, and it's so. I mean, and it's Alfonso Cuarón and shot by Lebetsky. It's like it's so good so good um but yes but he didn't do this which i could say i i, I love Cly- totally. clive owen in this i could so see that uh henry cavill who would go on to be our superman superman he's our superman i don't think you've seen him in nope not anything. A one. uh mainly listener you probably know him as superman maybe from the uh, mission impossible fallout uh, according to director martin campbell he was the only actor in in serious contention for the role besides Daniel Craig. He was 22 was years say, old at the time. A child? Yes. Well, he was considered too young at the time, but it was like he apparently had he had the stuff. So he's still now people are like, well, maybe he'll, well, he now could do it now he'll take over. Like, I mean, thinking about like this being Bond at 38, his big break does feel like, really? Wouldn't he have had a big break by this point? But, you know, maybe not, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd been around doing things, but yeah. I, I don't mean the actor's big right. break. Um, I mean, Bond the character. Did you not see a kid in king arthur's court or whatever it's called that's daniel craig was in a kid in king arthur's again court. i'm not talking about the actor's big break i'm talking about the character of bond being like looking at ascension within the industry no i don't care have you seen a kid in king arthur's court no we're a kid i think tom and ian nicholas from little big a kid league in king or arthur's court rookie is the of the same, year it's the he same goes back in time rookie of the year yes, yes. he goes back I in time this it's medieval times but that he's like, oh, we're in medieval times. Here is this knight, Daniel Craig, and here is the princess, Kate Winslet. That oh. those, that these were the, the, it almost made Kate Winslet quit acting because oh, they were no. like, you need to lose like 30 pounds. <gasps> yes, they almost made Kate Winslet quit acting for it's a kid the bad in King ones. Arthur's Court. I rented it from Blockbuster. I rented the sequel. A I mean, kid I know in, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's what Court. What was it? A kid in... It certainly couldn't have been a kid in Aladdin's court, but it was something like that, like a kid in a in Arabian Nights. Oh dear, question mark. Um, question mark. <laughs> but yeah, so Henry Cavill was considered. I mean, it's hard when it's like these. I hate these super these new TBH. Superman movies so much. I don't even know what the guy looks like, but He's I'm assuming funny. white and attractive. Ding ding ding! How did you? I crushed. <laughs> How did you know? I crushed it. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. Like, I've never been like, God, I wish he was in more things. Mm-hmm. Even like him and he's in the the Man from Uncle movie that Guy Ritchie did with him and um, <laughs> possible cannibal uh, Army Hammer. Oh right, um, probable cannibal. Probable oh, cannibal. willing cannibal. Will, Let's willing, say cannibal. willing cannibal. Army if Hammer. anyone is willing, he's a cannibal. <laughs> The second that someone is like down, he's officially a cannibal. Now, uh, changing the subject immediately. Who who's our current Spider-Man? Who's not Tobey Maguire? Tom Holland. 
Tom Holland. See, uh, what's the diff? I don't know. Henry Cavill, Tom Holland. I care Very about different. so different, so different. Well, but that's, I don't know. I truly, me. if you showed me thinking. in a lineup, I wouldn't be able to tell you who's who. Oh, but you, Tom Hollander. If I showed you, okay, now that guy, Tom Hollandest. Um, if I showed you just Henry Cavill and Tom Holland, you would guess. Okay, who this well, is yeah, playing Superman? I'm, who's playing Spider Man? A great detective, Jeff. No, you sure are. But just being like, hey, who's just this person? Just one more question. It's me, the Pope. Detective. Uh, just one more no, question. Tom Holland, uh, I consider apparently he's one of the ones that, of course, is in the machine of like, could he be Bond? He's still, I, I don't know when we will get to the point where he will read as not a child to me because he's mm. someone he's just tiny. He just reads. He's perfect for Spider Man because he still, you're like, yeah, I buy this person that in guy's high school. guy's almost a teen. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But as far as James Bond, like, I, it's uh-uh. hard. James Bond Jr., now we're talking. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest adaptation. Get me Tom Holland. I don't know his Bond. Like I love Tom Holland, but like I don't know if I can buy him as like that's me, a grown up. I'm seducing <laughs> women. Whoopsie tootsie. Caviar and champagne for one, please. I gotta get to the airport. <laughs> I gotta go to Miami. I, I just don't buy it. Uh, but as far as this film, Jude Law was rumored to be considered. Sure, sure, sure. I get that. I understand, I dig that. especially oh five oh four times. So he denied that he was offered it but rumored to be considered was christian bale sure 2006 was the prestige better batman and rescue dawn yeah this was the year after playing batman which i'm also like that's you can't be bond and batman that's the thing that's what i would say but now we're at a point where so many films are these serialized franchise blockbusters i know i agree but now we're in a the when, at the it. time when I was like, wow, or it's like Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy and uh, uh, Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Rings. How, Those when, feel when like I was like so different than I'm playing comic book hero Peter Parker. Yes. And uh, like famed spy James Bond as opposed to like Pirates of the Caribbean, which is like based on a ride. So someone right. made it up. But at that time in like 2007, I was like, I think it's Orlando Bloom, maybe two other actors who have been in two separate trilogies. And now with Marvel and yeah. Fast and Furious, like now it's like that is like you're only in one trilogy. Like, what are you doing with Are your, you even working? Like, are you even an actor? Are you you're even you're, you're only in one trilogy. <laughs> Wow. Are you even an actor? Um, yeah. But uh, Christian Bale, he was doing just fine. Uh, insult to injury, considering uh, what happened with him as Wolverine. Doug Ray Scott was considered, who mm. was cast as Wolverine, but had to do reshoots for Mission Impossible Oy. 2. And there's a reason you know who Hugh Jackman is and not Doug Ray Scott. And it's because he didn't get cast as Wolverine. But he could have been cast as James Bond. And instead, in 2006, he was joining season three of Desperate Housewives. Well, so, year. A well, year. At least it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. But make that Desperate Housewives money. Yeah, make that TV make money. Uh, speaking of actors you're not as familiar with, probably, James Purfoy, who I mainly know as being like Kevin Bacon's antagonist in the show The Following... He did a screen test, which he said was a disaster, but he said he was glad he did not get the part, preferring to stay in London with his family. So instead, in 2006, he was in the middle of the HBO series Rome. He had this National Geographic Channel movie, Blackbeard, Terror at Sea, which I just loved that the IMDb blurb for this movie, Blackbeard, Terror at Sea, is, quote, it's a movie about Blackbeard, end quote. 
<laughs> wow, they really put a lot of thought into that one. And in 2006, James Purfoy had <laughs> Goose on the Loose, a modern-day fable. This movie tells the tale of Randall, voiced by Dave Foley, a neurotic talking goose who is kidnapped by Congreve Maddox, vo- not voiced, but played by Chevy Chase, the principal of the local elementary school. Maddox plans to fatten up Randall so he can cook the bird and enter him in a culinary contest in Banff, Alberta. But Randall has a savior, an 11-year-old Will Donnelly, a sweet and sensitive boy who stopped speaking after the death of his mother. You thought this was a live-action cartoon? This has serious stakes. A mother has died, people. (laughs) Will and Randall meet and immediately become best friends. They share a love of butterscotch candies the and amount rude of detail noises. in this versus the last <laughs> that you just read me. With Randall's help. Oh my gosh. Parentheses. The goose considers himself the Sigmund Freud of the goose world. And parentheses. Of course. Will begins talking again. Aren't you glad he's talking again after the death of his mother? He then becomes determined to prevent <laughs> his pal from ending up as a side of foie gras. Together with his sister Emily and some classmates, Will hatches a plot. They'll kidnap Chevy Chase's mother and arrange a hostage exchange for the goose. When that plan lays a goose egg, Will comes up with an even bolder rescue attempt, enlisting the aid of his beautiful teacher, his dad, who I believe is James Purfoy, who we're talking about, and even Congreves' mother, who they had planned to kidnap. With the stakes high, a wild goose chase ensues with everyone in hot pur. Hot hot per goose. Hot per goose. It's about Blackbeard. It's about Blackbeard. It's about a goose. It's about a goose. It's about a goose. And he's on the loose. And the goose, you know know what? We know where he is. He's on the loose. Oh, yeah. You know what? Shake the bond formula up. Have a goose. Cast a goose's blind. Sure, 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 sure. I feel like Hot Fuzz does enough goose narrative for many films to follow. What is Stephen? Stephen Steve Merchant. Stephen Merchant's name in that. It's like Char- uh, Charles. Uh, uh, it's P.S. Taker. P.S. Taker. Piss Taker. Yes. P.S. Taker. Piss Taker. Right. Mr. Staker. Oh, sorry, oh no, Mr. it's Staker. Oh, it's Staker. Right. Right. P. Mr. P. Staker. Piss <laughs> Taker. Yeah. Uh, Eric Mana was considered for Bond. I don't know who that is. I see that. Well, you've seen him at least in the first episode of Dirty John. Oh. Don't know if you saw that 2003 Ang Lee Hulk movie. Oh, wait, anything. Eric Bana? Eric Bana. I thought you said Eric Mano or something. No, I was like, I Eric that is. Bana. I know that name from the 2000s. And yes. we did watch that first episode of Dirty John. And I was like, you know what? I've listened to the podcast. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which I could absolutely see. Yeah, sure. Um He's an Aussie, which is also like great. I mean, I mean, once you've got Pierce Brosnan, who's Irish, he's also like who. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, Sam Worthington auditioned uh, of Avatar fame is probably his oh. biggest best thing. He decided it wasn't for him. I mean, this is I think Avatar was two thousand eight or two thousand nine, but also like that film took so long to film right. that I remember that that Christian Bale Terminator movie with Sam Worthington came out before Avatar. I remember the posters at the AMC's where it was like Christian Bale, Sam Worthington. I was like, who? Sam Worthington. He has no credit. Who is this? It's like, I filmed the whole thing. Because they knew it's like Avatar's coming. Yeah. Trust us. It's going to be big. Hollywood knows things. Even though it's not going to launch him, it's launching 3D. Yeah. Uh, 
Rupert Friend was considered of Homeland. Mr. Wickham in the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Rupert Friend. Um, which that... I love, love Rupert Friend. He's great. Uh, Orlando Bloom was considered. I, you know what? I was a big fan for what it was that he did as an elf. And <laughs> beyond that, I'm good. I'm good. Agreed. 2006 was the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Dead Man's Chest. And I was like, that's... You get two. You get two trilogies. You you can't be Bond as well as Legolas He's not and Bond. He's not Will a Bond. Turner. He's not a Bond. I just don't want it. I don't. Well, you know what? You it. didn't get it. Thank God. Carl Urban was considered. That's more Bond to me. Yeah. This is between Lord of the Rings and Star Trek in terms of the franchises he would be a mm-hmm. part of. Uh, and he's coming off of 2005's Doom with him and Dwayne Johnson, mm. where he's the lead. So I think that is like he's known, but he's not like a household a na- name. He's yeah. not a household name. That I think that that is an interesting it's choice useful for Bond. Yeah. I think today that's an interesting choice. Yeah. He's always been a. He, I I've always liked Carl Urban. Me he's too. always felt like someone that's hiding in the background. In that, these like, franchise, if you're films. a nerd, you know who Carl Urban is. Yeah, like you know. what sixths build in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, and he's you know? fantastic in that, and almost unrecognizable if you don't right. know who it is. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down with that. Carl yeah. Urban with his shake weight as Bond. Yes, go on. Uh, Colin Farrell was considered, which I get, I get it time. in the early 2000s. And you know what? I've grown to really like Colin Farrell in certain things, but I don't need him as Bond. And I feel like he's one, along with a few of these actors, that I'd be more interested in being considered now than Correct. in 2000. Correct. Yeah, I don't need Colin Farrell coming off of Daredevil. Gosh, no. Potentially oh, being gosh, Bond. No. New, no, no, no. Like this is around the time, I think this is like two years out from him doing In Bruges, which is the first time that I was like, oh, you can actually act. Mm-hmm. You're not just a very handsome Irish actor. Mm-hmm. You actually can act. Uh, Heath Ledger was reportedly considered. Well, Heath Ledger was an excellent actor. He sure was. I, I, I feel mean, like it was, he's not quite a Bond. I agree. I'd I rather see him, and this is not just the Joker of it all, but I do feel like he'd be a more interesting Bond villain. True true well i think he's someone who thrived on his longer hair thinking of like 10 things i hate about you and the dark knight like he is i think he also like he you know i I, recently i had to work with someone on a perth accent so i was looking at a lot of heath ledger stuff because he's from perth um and just watching a lot of his early interviews and everything i was just like oh this was not a guy who had his he had his sights set on success yeah but not fame necessarily Mm, and if you're gonna be like sure i'll do bond there's no way the latter can't follow even if it's disastrous like there's no way that it doesn't come with a lot of attention this was around the time that he purposefully was like i want to i know that i am being perceived as a sex symbol so he purposefully was like i want to take roles to like hide Mm -hmm. that i want to be like the sin eater and like the brothers grim with matt damon where he's like matt damon Mm. is supposed to be like the good looking grim brother and i've got like a big bushy beard and teeny tiny wireframe Mm -hmm. glasses to be like i'll be the more character brother like how can i fight against this until the dark night like right and then of course he of course passed away um so this is at the time where it's like he this is the last thing that he would have wanted to do was to be the i, I mean I yeah, honestly like him as la Chief, he would be more interested in doing even saying. though he wouldn't be right age like age wise wouldn't i couldn't see that but i could see him as just a villain in general yeah. like who knows what would have happened if 
Heath Ledger had Ugh. still lived. If, I, remember, I feel like he would be a villain in. Oh yeah, he'd be playing. He'd be a villain It'd nowadays. Be magnificent. I I remember. Too fantastic turn. Where I was, I was. I, this is when I was working on Bleecker Street selling eyeglasses when like the news came out that he died because it was in the middle of the afternoon and it was just like i think he was in soho like it or no he yeah. was was or, he in soho or was oh, he I in the czech soho. republic oh 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 i don't no, i don't remember i, no, I can't no. remember well i thought i thought it was in soho i thought it was in soho maybe, but maybe regardless czech. like you know like we found out during the middle of the work day and i just remember it like stunning me yeah hugh jackman reportedly turned down I, mean, I can again, see it, but I think already you're already Wolverine. Wolverine. Like, I, I don't get think it. they thought Wolverine was going to be as big a figure as it was, even by that point, you know? Right. Because that was, when was Last Stand? Was Last Stand, I think it might have been, or I guess Last Stand was 2007 or maybe 2005. Either way, 2006, he had The Fountain, the Darren Aronofsky mm-hmm. movie, The Prestige, Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. Flushed Away, the Ardman animated film, and Happy Feet, where he's huh. voicing a, Elijah Woods penguin papa so he had a very packed 2006 but this is in the midst i feel like I, i'm honestly forgetting if last stand if the third that third x-men movie was 2005 or 2007 there's no way to know you only have multiple I devices to connected look it up. to the internet well here's the thing because the first one is 2000 and i'm pretty sure the second one was 2002 so i would that be... sounds right because i definitely saw the second one in college i remember seeing alan cumming as nightcrawler in yes. the theaters with college friends so i would be surprised if there was more than three years between that you know if there's four th- four five six either way he's still playing wolverine or he at least knows like you want to do now a spin-off origin mm-hmm. wolverine movie he's like i don't want to have to be getting into staying in this banana shape for two different i want to go do boy from oz on broadway please let me do boy from oz please let me do the what's the other one that he did the Jez butterworth play the fisherman with daniel no. craig no that was a steady rain i, I mean the one oh. he did the, the one he did a kush kush jumbo the oh, one um that steady rain was that is that a thing a steady rain is the one he did with the two-man play he did with daniel craig where okay. they were both like cops that being my like, aunt went to go doing see these monologues yeah because she was like i have to go see <laughs> daniel craig and Hugh jackman on broadway and we were like cool we'll hang out with you <laughs> it wasn't the fisherman i forget what it is and i don't know i refuse to look it up um but also ding 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 that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy the way it works two of the following actors were up for the role of james bond and one was not and amy joe has to guess which is which <laughs> your options are george clooney sure gerard butler sure and jason statham sure i'm gonna go jason statham that's incorrect oh wow I'm sorry. No, that is correct. Oh, <laughs> I'd forgotten the way this game was played. That's correct. As far as I could tell, Jason Statham was not considered for Bond. I was like, you're wrong. Jason Statham wasn't considered for Bond. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's the way this game plays. That's the way this game works. Oh, Jeff. Jason Statham, as far as I could tell, not considered for Bond. George Clooney was producer Barbara Broccoli, who's like behind all these Bond films, mm-hmm originally wanted George Clooney for the role and met with him to discuss the part. And Clooney turned it down saying, I'm American and it wasn't right for James Bond. James Bond is English and not American. Sure. At this point, I'm like, it's also like, who cares? At this po- at this point. But at that point, sure. I get it. You've mainly had Sean Connery, right. a few other people who didn't do it very well. And then Pierce Brosnan, who people have differing opinions about, but at least did it for like, what, like four movies? Right. 
Yeah. Now Pearson, I four feel films, like... Daniel Craig in five now. I'm like, I, I, but this, I, like in a post MCU world. Yeah, now I feel I like feel stuff like, has changed. Let's but do what, let's play around. Not in 2000. I agree. You know? Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I can't see George Clooney. No. E- even if it, I get knowing it. that he wouldn't have to do a British accent, knowing he could just be American, I'm still like, I, I can see it, but like, I don't want that. Uh-huh. And as for Gerard Butler, he was reportedly considered and turned it down. In 2006 was 300, which oh, was wow, like his, his big thing. That was the big thing. It was like that. And then Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I know he was in like the, uh, the second Angelina Jolie, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider film. Cause I saw it in theaters. I only saw the first one, but he, as far as like, what was like making him like this guy, who's this guy? It was this year with 300. Cause mm. he is as stupid as a film as that is. He is incredibly charismatic in it yeah. where he's just also just so lovingly photographed with his six pack abs and his like just assault <laughs> of one liners. Um, but like he, Gerard Butler, you want Gerard Butler? Who wants Gerard Butler Gerard as Butler. James Bond? Ugh. Uh, maybe some other people. I don't know, but maybe not enough. Gerard Butler. Certainly not today. I don't see that. No, no at I- the time, like I, I just can't. I can't see that. Maybe that's why I love you. <laughs> I am. I'm giving up as play. Is well, James isn't Bond? Isn't Skyfall in Scotland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's how you want to. Yeah, that's how you, you want to say. It's like dramaturgically, actually, it probably should be a Scotsman. I believe it, Bob. Which you've got, you McGregor. You got you McGregor as a Scotsman. That's true. But if you couldn't get him, then I get. You know what? I guess you're right. I guess we needed Gerard Butler. That's this at the in the third film to be like. Oh, now we're finally going to Skyfall. Ah. Well, because who else is there? James McAvoy. Is he Scottish? I believe so. Which also someone that's been like consider not as far as not considered for this go around 2006 which is also close to that line which in the wardrobe which is when people first knew who he was he's more of like today is like maybe james mcavoy um which i could see i could see i kind of just want someone that i've never heard of or at least someone who's not a white man interesting i think that's great but let's move on to Felix Leiter. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Jeffrey Wright and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? He's great. I truly have no notes and no one else for this. He's so good. He's I, I always forget how he's owned this film for like 20 minutes. But he is, uh, Jeffrey Wright is someone who I'm always thrilled when he pops up always. on Always. And he's always like fantastic, knocks it out of the park. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want anybody else. I'm sorry. I know that's the assignment and I will take an F because I got, I got you know, he's I, great. I played that long awaited sequel to the last of us, the last of us two, mm-hmm. which he is like the name actor in it. And he's in it for two scenes oh, and then no. he gets killed, which is fine. But it was like, Oh, Jeffrey Wright's in this game. And I was like, Oh, Jeffrey Wright is gone from this game. I was like, well, like, why did you even, I didn't even know he was in it. He's not like he's in trailers that I could mm. tell her things. It's like, why did you bother it's not like you're trying to be like, this is a big get. And then you just kill him off. Um, spoilers for the last of us too. Uh, it, but it's, it's so inc- inconsequential in, in the, in the game. But uh, I love, I love seeing Jeffrey Wright. I, I could see like, if you're trying to get like a similar energy in 2006, I could see if this was Don Cheadle instead. Mm-hmm. I see where you're like, you see him and you're like, that's, that's 
isn't that Don Cheadle? Like, isn't that Jeffrey Wright? Like, yeah. you see him and you're like, that, clearly he's got to be, he can't just be another random guy playing this poker. This is not someone who might have a couple lines. This is like an actor I've seen in things. Exactly. So in terms of that, like in terms of thinking of someone, because yeah. he, he'll come, he'd come back for uh, the next film, Quantum of Solace, and okay. he's apparently going to be in this No Time to Die. He's coming nice. back two films off, but back again, 2021 for No Time to Die which I will see eventually. Uh, but yeah, I could see Don Cheadle. I could see a Peter Sarsgaard giving a similar energy where you're like, oh, I sure. know this person. Oh, He's okay. like, you are are supporting whatever. Uh, I could see a Peter Dinklage I'd be interested in. Oh, I'm always interested in seeing Peter Dinklage. Because this whole poker table, you're like, oh, who are all these interesting characters they really that they've populated the, the table out by? Of, out of these Yes, of this like folks. old Asian woman and this like large black man and this like silver haired Asian man. Like you've, yeah. got, you've populated with such interesting character, like faces. Um, so give, give me Peter Dinklage and then yes. just be like, oh no, I'm I'm here. Turns I'm here as I work a brother from Langley. Or because Felix Leiter as a character has been in so many past Bond films, he's always a white man, and you've clearly been like, well, screw that. We'll make him Jeffrey Wright. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? So who cares about Felix Leiter? Make it Felicity Leiter, Viola Davis showing yes. up to be yes. like stopping yes. Bond yes. on the stairs, be like, I'm a sister from Langley. That's what I want. Yes, yes. Uh, so one other actor that I could see considered, not even for this version, but for the version that Tarantino wanted to do, uh-huh. you guessed it, of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Who in the like 90s makes a lot of sense, you know? In 2006, I could see. If, if yeah, Tarantino was able to make this true. movie with Pierce Brosnan, a black and white period, like a Cold War period piece yep, with Pierce yep. Brosnan and Samuel Jackson, that's so bananas. And I so want to it. see it. Instead, in 2006, Sam Jackson was doing Snakes on a Plane, amongst other films. So <laughs> he he did have that. He had that where he briefly became like iconic. a real iconic The start of meme, meme culture, really. Oh, my gosh. Let's move on to Le Chief. <laughs> Image of your thoughts on Mads Mikkelsen, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Okay, here's the deal. I love villains. You love the villains. So, Listener, did you know that Amy Jo loves villains? Did you villains? know? And if you didn't, this is your first you, episode. Yeah, um, it, either it's your first episode or you're a dumb dumb who didn't know that Amy Jo loves well, villains. Well, you haven't been picking up what I'm putting down. Um, okay, I would like to start by saying he's so good. Perfection. He is so menacing without playing the menace so wonderfully underplaying oh he's so good just like the, the way eye he like, acting the eye acting and eye the singular because the one eye is milky white and bleeding well, and the other eye he's got the two different color eyes and then he's he's like dabbing at one that's that is weeping blood um but it's i don't know i think he's so excellent he's so good like perfect bond villain casting where you're like yeah who's someone really creepy and yet who won't be like, hello, I'm creepy. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. Um, that's, my, that's as if that's imp- like, I'm going to take the script for a walk. You mind if I improvise some lines? <laughs> hello, hello, I'm, I'm creepy. Look, I work in musical theater. You'd be surprised. All right. So my first thought, because I realized that he looks like a Danish version of this actor, is like, oh, Killian Murphy. Classic villain type. Classic, is this a villain kind of actor? Someone who has also reportedly been, like, considered as a potential replacement for Daniel Craig. And as someone who said that he's not interested in playing Bond. I can see that he wouldn't be. But also, he's so different from most Bonds. I'd be like, sure. But I'm also like, he's 
like a perfect Bond villain type. Yes, he is That's so quintessentially Bond villain that it almost makes me like. We've well, seen him as Scarecrow well, as yeah, far exactly. as his biggest high profile villain. Like, let him be. But weird even in like Inception, where he's not the he's the Mark, not the villain, but he's also like kind of like an antagonist. Like, I don't know. I think he's great. Yeah. Oh, of um, course. Another uh, total like early mid 2000s like weird creepo is Arnold Vosloo mm. who we recently discussed the in mummy. the mummy the, the mummy, mummy. Yep. he I is the, the mummy, mummy. Um, uh, he was a thought um, I see that I see that I have written here Charles Dance with an accent <laughs> um, meaning you know being right. European rather than 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 English um, which also it's like I feel like you get the performer and then you because he's you like listed that. as being I think a Algerian or Albanian? No, Albanian. I think they yeah, say that he's Al- so. from Albania, but now has like has no country. Who so knows? it's all, he, I mean, he, and he's Danish in real life, but it's like it's also like yeah, he's not being. Suppo- it's a it's from- an honorary title of Le Chiffre. It, Who right, knows right, where right, he's right. from? So then this actor Alexander Siddig, oh, I thought of who yeah. I I know. This is really what embarrassing. do you know him from? I know him from a Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who's that guy who played that part in that part? And I looked him up and I'm like, oh, he's been in literally everything. He was in Game of Thrones. He plays Doran Mart Martrelli. Is that a person? That sounds like a person. He's like the the brother of the Prince of Dorne. Is that a person? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I, I have seen all of Game of Thrones. I watched some I scenes. He has some scenes with Cersei and he is like. Have maybe forgot all of Game of Thrones. Alexander Siddick, you said. Wow. Yes, he's also in okay. Deep Space Nine in the nineties. Yes, this is not in, the in the show. I in the show Gotham, he plays Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. He's in Piggy Blinders. He's done a ton of, yeah, of television. I'm at this guy's IMDb. He's yeah, six episodes of Piggy Blinders with the aforementioned Killing Murphy. Yeah, yeah but he plays Martell. Martell. Yeah. Oh, it, you know what? It's Mar- Martell. But I have I have I written think, a semicolon yes, and like it looked Pedro like Pedro Pascal's like cousin or brother-in-law or something something he he, so i watched a few scenes and he's he's excellent but he's like a very interesting actor who i'm like i was mistaking him for alexander ludwig who's Mm. in those hunger games movies Ah. and so he would be approximately 19 years old at the time of this film which is why i thought that was funny no no no. i see i see see, alexander siddick Siddick. definitely been he's been working since the 90s yeah he is a guy who's been in everything he's been in everything and he's the kind of guy i'm like why hasn't he been like a bond villain you know like he's he's great he's in a ton of stuff 173 episodes of deep space yes in the in the early 90s yeah um so yeah i mean like he's been around and again i know him from a poirot truly this is why i'd make a great casting director not that i've seen everything but i remember people i like um so anyway like he would be great i think he's very interesting very commanding screen presence oh yeah um then um you know this actor occurred to me and this is so funny because again I haven't seen everything, but Toby Stevens, who is Maggie Smith's son, um, I was like, oh, that guy, like who I've seen in, again, some poor hours and marples and stuff. I was like, that guy'd be great. And I was like, why do I know that name? I was like, oh, it's Maggie Smith's son. And turns out he was the villain yes. in, <laughs> in the previous the 2002. film, Die Another Day. I was like, oh. Oh, they're not going to cast him in that. Or he played he just the Fast villain. and Furious's Ricky Toon, like the the one he what he gets like plastic surgery and is like, well, now I'm a white person, I guess, and becomes Toby Stevens. I That's who he becomes. See. So he comes in like an hour into that film, being like, I'm some random debonair gent, and like, but secretly, I'm your question mark North Korean. 
Yikes. Antagonist? Yikes. With plastic surgery? Well, Huge anyway, question mark? He also, after he, so after he did Die Another, does it Die Another Day in 2002? He now has done, he's played Bond in the radio versions of what? everything going oh, forward. He's, he's on this Netflix Lost in Space. It's like his big thing nowadays, oh. if you watch that listener, with Parker Posey as Parker the Posey. Um, Get Parker so, yeah. Posey. Get Parker Posey as Oh my gosh. Well, that would be a different film, but I wouldn't be upset about it. And then I also they just was like, pause this poker game for Lashif to sing Teacher's Pet. <laughs> James's Pet. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, I, I'm always here for anytime we can get Chiwetel Jafar in a film. Oh I'm like, give me Chiwetel. Yeah. G- give me I some mean, kind of I hero accent. I would have wanted him as Bond. Yes, would have been great. I agree. But if if he can't be Bond, yeah, make, make him, him a, Bond be like a Bond villain. I love that. Oh, I love that. I love. He's like tell. so commanding. Has such charisma, and really, that's what I want from a villain. Absolutely. Somebody can sit there, and you're like, "What are they thinking? I don't know yet." <laughs> it's pretty great, though. Yeah, thinking of like the way the way this character is written of other actors, I could think of. Um, the biggest one, Giancarlo Esposito. If some, mm. you want someone that's like that they do not raise their voice you know mm-hmm. like that they are someone that they are whispering and they are malevolent and so scary in their like whisper threaten um and they're able just like the eye acting like that subtlety mm. and gene carlo as gus fring and breaking bad and better call saul is like that bread and butter that's what he does at the time i'm like that's the great thing of having mads mickelson no one knew who he was you're getting this like who is this guy so you maybe Switchy, switchy with him, and who would go on to play Blofeld? Get Christoph Waltz. If this was the film that we were introduced mm-hmm. to Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. instead of Inglorious Bastards, I'm into that. Uh, or it, we already know who this is, but I could see Ray Fines. He would, of totally. course, go on to play M in uh, in Skyfall and Spectre. But like, I could see that if you if you like, if you don't care about someone being, who is always reads slightly malevolent. I mean, Which works between Schindler's him. List and Voldemort, it's like he is like someone that you could just get him and be like, see you, you bring villainy with you. <laughs> uh, but I can see that. I see Ray Fiennes having like the finger to the temple of like oh, yeah. my eye is bleeding and I'm pissed oh, that I'm yeah, losing yeah, yeah. this card game. Uh, and so the character of the chief has been played before in film, specifically in uh, this show Climax where Peter Lorre played him. Uh, and in the 1967 version of Casino Royale, which is mainly a spoof that right. had like Peter Sellers, where Orson Welles played him for a brief cameo. Not mad about it. Not mad about it. So the only other actor I could find that was up for the sheaf, I doubt you've heard of him, listener. It's uh, this actor Ulrich Mathis, if that's how you say his name, who uh, the biggest thing I could see of his IMDb credits was he, it was in the movie Downfall with Bruno Ganz, which is like mm-hmm. Hitler's last days, which is mainly people I feel like know because people have pulled. Is it that that one? That the done meme. The, the, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that people will add like their own subtitles to where he played uh, Joseph Goebbels. Mm. Uh, so that seems to be his biggest film credit. Uh, and he was offered the role, but had to decline due to his commitment to a theater production of who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which he would have been like 44, 45 at the time, which I guess is old enough to play George. But to me is like, feels so in between, but uh, in terms of the ages of Nick between and George, George and Nick. Uh, but I, I love that. That was like, Oh, I can't do your bond film. I'm doing who's, who's afraid, afraid of Virginia Wolf. I uh, get it. I I'm get an- it. I'm an actor, so I must go uh, act as Albi on the stage. 
Uh, and let's continue with Vesper Lind. Amy Jo, what's, what's your thoughts on them? Eva Green, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? She's great. So good. Like, she so surprises good. me because, again, this is only, like, the really the third time I've seen this. And I forget yeah. how Coming in an hour into the film. She's so, like, fully realized as a person um, so, and, and so much of it is like Bond at the poker table just looking over at her, you yeah. know, when I, f- I forget of like how little she actually has in the film. And when she does, she's like, no, it's your ego. It's this. It's that. Like yeah. she feels more complicated than a lot of quote unquote Bond girls, especially knowing the be. turn that she's like, yes, has well, a, a, per, a lover that she is like trying to save absolutely. of like seeing of like her reactions to that last third of the film when bond is like i love you is like you love me is like seeing like of when she's like barely keeping it together yeah. is so good to watch it's like yeah. this is what at the time i never clocked at of like when you now when you're like because the eye the way it's also good on martin campbell good on them and on the dp yeah of where your eye where your eye is drawn when you're looking at bond and then after the fact when you look to her and she has like her head in her hands and you're like how could you not realize that clearly she is there's something going on here exactly exactly i think she's excellent she has such spark and charisma that is not only tied to her sexuality and her desirability which is you know a departure shall we say you know like and if you're looking at like well who is the more traditional bond girl in the film it is um solange earlier who's just like i'm just here to basically give information to and sleep with bond and then i'm disposable you know which like i think that the movie is trying to say like he is struggling with although this was fun because i think i think if i'm not mistaken that this was like the first bond film where he did not has not did not bed to bond girls because that first one the salon oh, right. he like he's gotta he leave got, he he's gotta out. go i gotta go stop this bomb so he's like true. get some champagne and caviar for one gotta go so he only <laughs> he doesn't sleep with both so yeah. it's like you have the worst track record of any bond in terms of your Quote, sexual unquote. prowess yeah. which is hilarious to yeah me. so i have a few different thoughts um for all who would have been like at the time one would have been like a a pre like fame emily blunt Yes. Someone else who has like such a backbone, such fire, 100, like wild intelligence, which I feel like is a thing that Eva Green is also really bringing to the table. Also, uh, along similar lines, Rachel Sterling, who is Diana Riggs' daughter. Oh. And she's in a number of, I mean, I. call the midwife maybe she's in she's in a number of different things that people have seen yeah she's gorgeous she's a phenomenal actor and she is someone who is like i think rides the line like diana rigg really strongly of like sensuality and also like hey i have a brain and an agenda of my own and like my own thoughts and feelings about things i think she's great this person would have just a a few years before become too famous for this but if we're thinking this movie took place five years earlier, it'd be interested in like Penelope Cruz, yeah. like right before sure. Blow, before she like right. broke into the American market. I was just trying to think of like other like European actors. Right, right, right. Um, it, again, if she's not, nece- they don't yeah. necessarily say yeah. where Vesper is from. She she could be from Spain instead well, of which from is also France. like Mads, which is like the, yeah. the role doesn't need someone totally. that we have pretty much no attachment to because it's like the Bertolucci film the dreamers like that's the main thing that eva green had done that any major audience audience, american audience or major international audience would really really know but yeah that's a that's an excellent point yeah 
I could see. I mean, like, if she wouldn't go on to be such a great money penny in Skyfall, Naomi Harris. I could see Naomi Harris. Yeah. I give me Tandy Newton. You yeah. know, it's similar ish to that Mission Impossible two, where it's like. You're the love interest, but do we trust you? Like, what's your deal? By the uh, way, I think I saw on IMDb a while ago, I think she has uh, shifted her name now. Instead of oh. Tandy, I think it's Tandiway. I oh. think she's now using a fuller version of her name, which oh, I didn't realize you. that it had been a shortened version to begin with. So yeah. I, I could be wrong, oh. listener, but I believe oh. that's what I have seen. Well, we will look that on up. On the interwebs. Figure that out. Interesting. Um, I could see, this is like so close to the beginning of game of thrones i could see alina heady mm-hmm. oh wine cream wine cream wine queen cersei herself wine crone queen the wine crone queen <laughs> Cersei herself. i see in terms of someone like well you are gorgeous but you're also like what what is going on yes uh, behind those eyes I like was are w- you gonna kill me watching these scenes with alexander Siddig today like the most of the scenes that i was watching were with her and i was like oh, in, in which in, in, in game oh, of in thrones game and, of and game i was like oh, she I see, I see, is I see, I see. like stunning because i i've only watched a couple of episodes right. and they were with you narrating and you the major one was watching. the shame episode shame. so i've seen i know that but it's like oh, yeah, when she's not got her hair chopped off and is being marched naked throughout the town square <laughs> she's like quite quite lovely and stunning <laughs> and like i could see a rebecca hall who was like less known mm-hmm. at that point um, well, I mean, the same year as The Prestige, which she's in. I think. Oh, she's like the one, right? She's the one that's married to. Right. Er, the one that's married to Christian Bale. I think the one I that's married so. to Christian Bale. Yes. Um, or a Rachel Weiss, known at mm. she's known at that point, but never I never mad I see about it. a Rachel Weiss. I see it as far as the actors who were actually considered Jennifer Connelly. So, oh. like, I don't know if they would have had her do a british accent or if they're like if the role was not intended to have to be british this you know is post a beautiful mind it sure is wow. several years post a beautiful mind which i can understand if you're like you know if you're We're thinking like this whole situation. Our, if our bond is someone from audiences aren't familiar with mm. part of it is like you kind of want to have partly you either want names surrounding that person so you're going to it being like it's a bond film and you're like yeah it's like these famous actors you've heard of are playing the villain and the bond girl right or it's that you really for this it's like it's kind of jeffrey wright is kind of your most well-known and i would say judy dench judy dench is your most well-known name and it's because she's your holdover from the pierce brosnan's right and i would also say most most average folk are not like, ah, oh, Jeffrey Wright. You don't, you don't think everyone was going like, wait, Basquiat is in a new film? Hot damn. Wait, wait. <laughs> the guy from the HBO miniseries of Angels in America? <laughs> Emmy winner Jeffrey Wright <laughs> is Belize, Belize. I don't believe my eyes. He's in Casino Royale. Uh, no. But yeah, so Jennifer Connelly was, was considered. In 2006, she had Little Children and Blood Diamond. Oh, wow. She is like wasted in both of those as far as i'm concerned um angelina jolie was considered so yeah clearly we've got mm. academy award winning actors doing, that we've yeah, considered yeah. for this role which i think is when you don't come in for an hour in i think is weird because people are waiting when does yeah, angelina yeah. jolie come exactly, in? exactly exactly but disregarding that like i could certainly see either of them yeah, for I, sure. jennifer Connolly, especially like i'm interested in oh, that yeah. If this was like a Pierce Brosnan Bond film and like fresh off of Rec Room for a Dream, like around Beautiful Mind, like mm-hmm. I, if like if in his third Bond film, if that was she was like the love interest, if it's like Lane, her like, instead of Famke Jensen. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was considered interesting. Now here's the deal: Eva Green 
was like mm, like 11 years younger than Daniel Craig. Scarlett Johansson, I feel like, is even younger than that. You uh, know? Probably. Um, it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not not like it's nothing we haven't heard about before. Right. I mean, also like, talking to the prestige. So it's also we're like, oh, OK, well, here's, you know, Christian, your Christian Bale's love interest mm-hmm. who's considered for Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know offhand of like i mean she was you know she was up for kirsten dunst's role in jumanji in terms yeah, of yeah i want to say scarlett johansson is like maybe one year older than me ah and gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. daniel craig was born and i want to say was it 69 1968 <laughs> Listener, we, i refuse for us to look up ages well, once we're recording so but i wrote them down did i think uh so yeah 1968 was when daniel craig was born and uh-huh. eva green was born 1980 Whoa. I want to wow. say ScarJo's like 82, later. 81, oh, 82. I buy it. I buy it. Um, interesting. It doesn't, re- I mean, of course, it that's doesn't my, read super strongly, it, but it is my, you know, male cis gaze of, of, of however many films I've seen to, for me not yeah. to read where I assume for other people that you would be like, are you kidding me? Of course, this woman is 12 years younger than this yeah. guy. Interesting. But they also, I do feel like Eva Green, even though she looks young, doesn't read as a baby. Like, they didn't cast someone yeah. who's like, I'm a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me, a little bongo. This is true. This is very true. Uh, yeah. I'm, Which doesn't excuse it. No. <laughs> oh, no. it's still, look, I, I love ScarJo. I feel like ScarJo, yeah. like, came out the gate with, like, Ghost World and yeah. Lost in Translation and stuff where it was like, this is a great actor. And then, like, she kind of got lost in the waves of so many roles and then of you know a, a lot of like other problematic like role choices on her part yeah, yeah. Plenty, and all of black of widow those. that she's now existed in like buried in the mcu machine finally now getting we're recording this very in advance so we were recording this before the black widow movie has finally premiered um but it's bananas to be like that you know iron man 2 is 2010 and that's like she's done other things but that that's like you are living in the marvel world like you are mainly making time to film marvel films and be on the press circuit for marvel films Mm. and maybe you'll have time to do something else and to do you know a couple hours in a sound booth to record Mm -hmm. her eat crap samantha morton who was the original her that's rough i forgot about that although once again it's like how you know she got paid and how much time did she record in the booth i'm sure samantha morton is like i don't care i think samantha morton also this could be from many many years ago but had a thing in her contract she would not do press oh like would just not do press and i'm sure that some people were like for you samantha morton and i'm sure some producers were like then goodbye yeah Yeah, absolutely but also good yeah you're like you know what i'm gonna be in a pool like playing this like was Agnes? What's that name? Character's name in Minority Report. She's like, I must. I believe that. I believe that is Agnes. Wow, yeah. I can't believe I. Well, pulled that I was out of so nowhere. like, wait, it was Agnes all along. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yes, 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 yes. <sighs> Agnes in Minority Report. Great film. Great film. She's great in it. Uma Thurman is who Tarantino oh, wanted if well, he was going to do sure. Casino Royale. Oh, period. So period piece Casino Royale with Pierce Brosnan once again as Bond, Sam Jackson as Felix, Uma Thurman as Vesperland. Well, I, w- I wonder if at that period of time, post what we have now learned about how like the, the car crash scene and everything and Kill Bill and everything went, like what came out in the last few years, like if yeah. she would have done it, you know? Yeah. Well, see, apparently like Tarantino wants, because her daughter, Maya Hawk, who's on mm-hmm. the more recent season of stranger things and it's now like 
popping up in things who's great in her own right is mm-hmm. like to have her be her play her daughter from Kill Bill to play <gasps> the uh, uh, um I forget if she actually had a name, but that, cause he said like he wanted to do a sequel. It was like Vivica A. Fox's daughter. Yeah. It's like, I'll find well, you and blah, blah, blah. And like to have a, a sequel, it's mainly the daughters. And then also Uma Thurman and like, well, <laughs> her actual daughter is a really good actor. Um, who knows if Uma has any desire to work with you again, considering that you led to her having incredible back pain. Cause you did not provide a safe working environment for her. Uh, she crashed her car uh, so who knows? Who's who knows? Vera Farmia was considered oh. same year as The Departed, which was like the big. That was like what introduced her to. I feel like Vera Farmiga is someone who has been waiting to who who people know, but has been waiting to like really hit for over a well, decade. Well, if you're a big horror fan, because she's in all those Conjuring movies, because it's her and Patrick Wilson as um, don't know their names, but you know the famous uh, real life uh, conjurers. Uh, well, I was going to say con artists because in real life that they were just making up gobbledygook to be like, oh, yes, there's ghosts haunting you. And in the films, mm. they're like, oh, no, Lorraine and blah, blah, blah. Or, uh, oh, they're they're protecting us against ghosts. Um, but, yes, yeah, she's like that Bates Motel is where she was on forever. For sure. no, I know. And she's now going to be in um this new movie, this prequel to The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark as <gasps> Tony's mother, as the oh. young version of Tony's mother, which is great. I've watched the trailer and it's like, you've got like John Bernthal and Corey Stoll, all these great oh, actors. I didn't as even like know this was happening. The this... young versions of, it's Corey Stoll as, as young version of Junior, which is like, is it just cause he's bald? Is, is that, <laughs> is this how why you got Corey Stoll? Um, but very familiar. It's like, it's like, I, I have no desire to see it, but I'm also like, it looks like good casting. I gotta say, uh, Ashley Judd turned down sure uh vesper uh 2006 she was doing uh the film adaptation of tracy let's bug uh which is where she was at which is in- interesting because this is like post i feel like she was one of the ones that was supposed to potentially be in lord of the rings but got because of mm. we- harvey weinstein like had her career yeah. kind of yeah. jettisoned so i'm kind of surprised that she was considered for this well things can be considered and then things can mm. go wrong on, but on that if she that. i mean of course reportedly from all the things that i can find online reportedly turned it down you know right um although it's like whatever it's like she's 37 at the time if it's like i'm 37 like i don't i don't want to do running this. around in do a this. gown doing bug this. is a more interesting project it's for gonna sure. pay me like one seventh what i would get paid but maybe this no, is what I no one's gonna do. see it but that's more interesting to me yeah. to work with the, you know the exorcists and french connection french connections william friedkin do bug with michael up-and-comer michael shannon and she's so good in bug i wish more people saw it and would be like oh yeah ashley judd cast her and things uh naomi watts was considered sure 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 sure, sure, sure. uh love naomi watts i don't see i'm not getting what i want from this like not where it's the this. constant like i am betraying this person from the jump you i know? feel like she'd be better in a, a slightly different bond yeah. Gil yeah. role olivia wilde is up for the role oh that i see actually especially having seen that 1984 on broadway just the way she's just like so yeah brusque yeah i feel like would work really nicely in this i can see that this is around a few years off from that tron legacy with mm-hmm. the sequel jeff bridges like i could absolutely see that kira knightley audition but the studio preferred an older actor this is the year after pride and prejudice which is, is interesting of being like what a studio considers like an older actor yeah, considering kira knightley we're like we're years past 
Pirates of the Caribbean, where years past Love Actually, which which she was oh, actually like she whatever was actually like 18. 18. Well, uh, yeah, because she she wasn't she Natalie Portman's stand-in, for, right? Or yes, or no, she was uh, Queen Amidala's stand-in. Queen Am- the Queen Amidala stand-in. She was the on double, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Right, but right, apparently, right. when when she and Natalie Portman were in full makeup, even their parents couldn't tell them apart. Amazing. I was like, that's tremendous. But she's uh, again, Eva Green, nineteen eighty. Kira Knightley can't be more than no three four no, years no, younger. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, I see it. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see. I mean, people have been like, "What if Benedict Cumberbatch was James Bond?" And that was also more of like when Daniel Craig was like, "I'm not coming back yeah. for another." So for like, okay, Spectre's done. Let's recast this. When I was like, "Yeah, I could see Benedict Cumberbatch." Now I'm like, I just don't want, don't waste these actors. Yeah, on this. like don't. I can't imagine like don't make Tom Hardy do this or Ben yeah. the Cumberbatch or, or Tom Hiddleston who's someone that's expressed See, interest just, Tom get, a, get a newbie yeah get a to newbie. me like uh, one of the other guys I was thinking of is this actor JJ Field who to me is like the lesser known Tom Hiddleston mm. like he's also like he's like a Brit a British American who like has a very similar look and plays a lot of similar parts but in like a lower kind of um bracket but um you know I don't know I feel like He's you, more low-key than Loki. Okay, okay, oh, okay. I feel like you're better off being Ben Wishaw and being like, I've come here to nerdily deliver some information and some gadgets. All right, got to go. Mm. See you in 45 minutes for another scene. Like, but, that's like a better usage yeah. of an actor like that, being like, I only had to shoot three days on this and I made a bucket of money. Yeah. As opposed to like, I'm Back Benedict. To the I'm Benedict Cumberbatch and I've never trained my body this hard in my life. Right. I trained to I mean, project. He, he's he's been he's playing that Doctor Strange. He has Is to Doctor get, Strange buff? That's the thing. They're all buff. If you're an MCU lead, no, but that's it's, no, it's the so problem. Stupid, what though. honestly started with Chris Pratt and Guardians of the Galaxy because mm. he is there's no re, it's like whatever Iron Man Captain America it's like Captain Duh Captain America you got to get in crazy shape because you're supposed to get injected with a super serum sure. drug that makes you into a big brawny Captain America and that's why the first forty minutes is Chris uh, Chris Evans CGI'd to look like a super scrawny weird wow little duckling um chris hemsworth is thor you're like you're the god of thunder da, da, you're da, da. thor of course of course you're big and brawny um but chris pratt in guardians of the galaxy it's like you're just you're just eating cheetos in your spaceship named after Alyssa milano like there's no reason for you to be have an eight pack but he has an eight pack and then it was like well i guess we should all have eight packs everyone has to have an eight pack so now dr stephen strange he's a surgeon who then will train in the mystical arts, question mark? Doctor Strange, not a fan of. Um, <laughs> though this, this sequel has going to be directed by Sam Raimi, so that interests me. Could be just weird that enough to work. me. But yeah, Ben well, Cumberbatch has to no, get thanks. jacked. They I, all, I they love all the guy. Get jacked. You're a lead of MCU film, you got to wow. get jacked now. They're, they're impossible to not get jacked. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd has to get a six-pack to play Ant-Man. He's the size of an ant. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing, but he's playing like a burglar. He's burglaring places. Like he doesn't need to. He's not fight. He's not meant to be a fighter. He has to learn how to fight within Look, the film. We've all and he's seen shredded. to catch shredded. a thief. Carrie Grant is jumping around on those roofs with the dexterity of a ballerina. You know, and he's, he's gotta- got that beer gut. It's no, 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 darling. It's a, it's a slight wine belly. You know. Oh, I'm my mistake. He's got that wine. <laughs> no, he's belly. got that. I shot this in the late fifties. <laughs> look, where it's like nobody cared. I'm this just gonna. Was enough. 
hike these pants above my yes. stomach, and that's what constitutes Look, a six-pack. That's correct. I get it. The point being, Kira Knightley was considered <laughs> for this film. She instead was doing Dead Men's Chest, Pirates of the Caribbean she 2006. She was doing a thing. She's doing fine. Eva Longoria auditioned, also huh. in the middle of Desperate Housewives. Interesting to picture that. I personally can't see anyone from Desperate Housewives popping up in a Bond film, but good on you. But actors can act, so maybe so can she. Actors can act. Uh, speaking of Doctor Strange, Rachel McAdams was reportedly Is she considered. in Doctor Strange? That's why I said, speaking of Doctor Strange, that'd well, be weird I if made I, that leap be as weird a if she wasn't. But yes, as someone who she doesn't is know indeed, anything. She is indeed. She's got nothing to do. She is his That's love interest in Doctor Strange. Rachel McAdams is awesome. She's Great. She's a wonderful Rachel actor. McAdams rules. Surprisingly great at comedy, based on oh, well, Game I mean, Night and also uh, if you've seen Slings and Arrows, she's oh, that's, that's true. Like one of her that's first true. things. She's Very so true. funny. She's brilliant. Um, yes, I'm into that. I'd love to see it. I dig that. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was considered. What? Well, I mean, considering that this film, I mean, they've considered adapting this over years of doing Bond films. So I don't know if this was 2006 version of Casino Royale or possibly earlier. I feel mm-hmm. like this is around the time that she was kind of not making movies yeah but if this was made a little earlier if this was like a timothy the timothy dalton casino royale or the 1995 instead of goldeneye if this is 1995's casino royale pierce brosnan's first time as bond with michelle pfeiffer incredible miranda richardson also turned it down 2006 2006 she was 47 so i would assume pre yeah you'd think this you would think i'd think because the but, hours, this is after the hours. True. Because that was 2002. Yeah. Wow. Um, but why not? I mean, Monica why Bellucci. Why not? That was, I think, the oldest Bond girl is Monica Bellucci in the last one, Inspector. Which I think, because I think at the time, Daniel Craig was somewhere around like 48 and she was like 51 52 it might have been the first Bond girl to be older Over than 50. the Bond oh yeah um which a thank Great. god be far too late and see Monica Bellucci doesn't age uh <laughs> <laughs> um there's also Michelle Pfeiffer Miranda Richardson don't get cast them today cast yeah. them as Bond girls today totally. yeah, Michelle Richardson, Pfeiffer love. smoke show Miranda Richardson aces show. Jessica Simpson was reportedly okay wow we went from miranda richardson <laughs> to jessica simpson coming off of dukes of hazard mm-hmm. in 2006 she had the dane cook starring employee of the month mm. so <laughs> okay i i want to say here that i listened to an incredible series on uh like on uh the podcast you're wrong about mm-hmm. where this is at some point last year 2020 they did like a bunch of book club episodes during during the core they were like let's give people more content so they like would read a book and one would kind of take the other through it so there's a three part on Jessica Simpson and it's fascinating and such a great example of how the 90s in particular were really terrible to female celebrities and how yeah. this is like so much of her career was like not at all how she saw herself or what she wanted to be doing. Yeah. Um, but that's still a ludicrous idea. Right. When I'm laughing at the idea of Jessica Simpson in this movie, it is not against Jessica Simpson. It is against the idea of Jessica Simpson as an actor, which is like, it's not what she She's did. Just not, no. I'm sorry, but Dukes of Hazard and employee of the month and whatnot is like, that's not that we have so many, we have so many people in films Correct. That I would not constitute any of them as actors, if anything, at, at best personalities. Mm-hmm. And that is fine to an extent. But I don't need them in a Bond films. film. I certainly do not need them in a Bond film. 
Yeah. At this, at like third at build in a Bond film. At this late date. At this late date. That, that's what I'm saying. But like, if they're popping up as like some small, like two scene role in a Bond film, like, are you sure? If Jessica Simpson is playing like Mads Mikkelsen's girlfriend. I'm like, I, whatever. I'm like, why? But sure. Exactly. What, but, but I mean, like, if some, whatever, TikTok star is coming yeah. in to play like that kind of role where they've got three lines it's like paris hilton in the first season of veronica mars you're like why did we do this <laughs> that one episode why did we that do this? one episode i'm pretty sure is she is she in an american horror story season probably, probably. i don't know i, I can't surprised. i don't think I've she does certainly i wouldn't never be surprised them. i wouldn't be surprised i know gaga does uh what an emmy well, but gaga was like a uh, gaga can act gaga, can gaga act. was going to school but for theater before she was like i'm gonna go be a pop star well, Jessica kinda. Simpson was not going to school for musical theater at NYU like and a nerd. As far as I know, no. Uh, Audrey Tatu was Now, considered. I thought of her because you know what? She is also French. She is French. 2006 was the Da Vinci Code. So mm-hmm. that's what she, she the blockbuster that she I was doing. I think just a perfectly fine use of her. I guess. I mean, I feel like that. I, I hated that movie oh, so it was much. But I mean, she's so good in Amelie, and yes. I, like to the point that I was like renting my Netflixes in the mail to see like Happenstance and He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. Of and the other movie that she did with Chiwetel Ejiofor, Dirty Pretty Things. Yes. but that at least was like reviewed by Roger Ebert. People. Like, yeah, yeah Happen, maybe Happenstance and He Loves Me, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not was was. But they feel those feel like uh, people know Dirty Pretty Things. Like, yeah. yes chewatology for like and the director of that has gone on to do other things right opposed to these other like french films that no one has seen that's like the only reason this has gotten a dvd release Audrey is because Audrey tattoo became like mm-hmm. Amelie. uh so I, I for a brief period of time like i loved her like she was my celebrity crush as mm-hmm. audrey tattoo uh so i dig that yeah. i dig that of her in this film opposed to the da vinci opposed to tom hanks and his whatever the heck he did to make his hair look like he didn't do anything you know it was other people doing that yes he yes he he himself did not but he allowed it to he said just as long as the checks cash baby (laughs) and charlie's theron was considered interesting and you're not gonna have her really fight you're gonna have her like sort of kill someone well this is before she was really fighting this is before atomic blonde and fury road this is you know she's got her oscar for monster but mm, i mean this is around eon flux which Mm -hmm. i think was like her first big action role and that was a movie that flopped extraordinarily but in terms of what she brings to a film as an actor she would crush oh yeah she'd crush she's great she's a great actor so those are all the characters that i found other casting options for there are a few characters we didn't mention so i want to briefly touch on them katarina marino as solange uh who i think is great very small amount of screen time this is her first uh english speaking role so she was filming in argentina when the first casting session was held in paris and then she was filming in rome when a second session was announced so she just wasn't available to audition Mm -hmm. and then she finally they coordinated so she could actually audition for the film because they weren't finding the people they wanted i guess and the day before her appointment she fell from a horse while rehearsing and ended up going to the casting interview filled with painkillers and hardly able to walk oh my gosh and she was asked if she could ride a horse and she said yes i just fell off one but despite all that she got the part so clearly whatever like i i i love it i love it i can't imagine of like hopped upon painkillers like yeah of course i can ride a horse in fact a sling maybe i'm just just being like can i ever i got bucked off one um (laughs) 
but I think she, I think she's great. Such she's a small match between time, yeah. but I mean, so gorgeous and like so fun and like these brief little, you know, oh, let's go to your place then, and then just drive in a circle and like, oh, you're you're staying at the hotel yeah. that we're we're just staying here. Uh, Giancarlo Giannini is Mathis, of course. Victor. American Dreamer is Mathis. Dream a dreamer. <laughs> do 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 do. She's a believer. Yeah, I anyway, believe it's fun because the film ends, which I think is also fun. That it ends like with M being like so i guess he wasn't he didn't like rat you out and be like no we've only proved that She's vesper was bad, guilty not that, not that he was good. innocent yeah. so you don't know until this quantum of solace they bring him back to be like now he's been cleared and now he's actually in the right and then they kill him off in quantum of solace <laughs> but that they bring him back that he's got like know, two big great. splashy blockbusters me, i mean you remember watching this is years ago we you, watched the movie for the first time and i i wasn't prepared lost I wasn't it prepared. i was so excited <laughs> i was like who is this and I was what like, are you, you talking understand. about it's, it's victor he's very fun i mean his main his role is mainly just to be there to tell now Vesper what's happening on, on the poker table. this is how much is on the table this he is will, the hand will have had. to go all in in yeah. order to blah, 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 blah. and then to help put the bodies from the staircase into the one yes. the and uh uh mads mickelson's one of his henchmen's cars boot. yeah it's matt the one that they pick i don't I don't recognize. No, they did a really, I think, I really do think this film There's the did one not bald do a great guy. job The of bald guy up, is yes. so much more memorable, who I guess gets shot off screen. When Bond is getting tortured, they, I guess he's, oh, the, he's one the one with one Vesper. You hear, you hear the gunshots, and then the Mr. White comes, comes in, in and kills Mads Mikkelsen. And that you're like, I guess he died off screen. But that guy, that completely bald guy that looks like he's playing Nosferatu. Yeah, he he's looks so much like, more memorable. What's his name on Barry? Yes, he looks like um uh, uh Anthony Kerrigan, I believe his name is. Yeah, he looks who plays no no ho Hank on Barry. Yeah, he he does look like him. Of, yeah, uh, just someone very much more uh instantly recognizable as opposed to yeah. like I don't know who's this person. Yeah, Why I was like I, I don't know who this watching is. Them? Like oh, this is one of the chief's henchmen, yeah, and really now the chief is really going to be looking over his especially when his you shoulder. have someone like Mads Mikkelsen who is so strong looking and also draws the eye like i as a viewer i'm like i don't watch that guy draw that bloody eye draw that bloody eye i'm not looking at the other actors as much because the right. camera is telling me i should look at him so if you're gonna set up something that's gonna pay gotta off like that gotta give them you know hook hands and eye patches and me out wooden legs and other pirate accoutrements to <sighs> make them more it, a you parrot know. you know give me a parrot <laughs> well you give javier bardem that blonde wig and that like false jaw oh you gotta give people some give people something, something to work with well work i mean with. javier bardem also the bad guy i get it it's like well you're the bad guy so you get the blonde wig you're the bad guy you get to weep blood right right right. but for right. your henchmen like if you want them to if you want if to you're like, gonna do a plot well, point, it's like the guy yeah. at the end the guy at the end with the one the glasses where one is blacked yes. out like the one is a sunglass that like is that guy is so memorable just because of that that's that is costuming yes maybe the screenwriter put that in the screenplay and if not that's costuming that has made that guy memorable yep and they could have done that with this guy. Yarp. Finding these uh, corpses. Strong agree. And then, of course, Judy Dench as Am. Come on. So good. I think only one actual scene in person with Daniel Craig when he, like, breaks it. He just shows up at her. Don't break into my house again. Right, exactly. Yeah, because everything else is on the phone. Everything else is on the phone. Because then later in, like, Quantum of Solace and especially Skyfall, yeah, like, they have they've multiple scenes, scenes together. Yeah. But so good i mean a, a one day listener will do goldeneye which is when she actually joined the franchises m for the first time but like from the jump because that's she's perfect. where i first started watching these bond films and like she's so good 
what a great addition. Wow, Once I again, even, I didn't even, it's been so long since I've seen Golden. I didn't even realize she joined as M then. Yeah. I thought she joined with Daniel Craig until uh, this no. recording. No. So uh, it was director Martin Campbell who was very keen to have her on board as he admired what she had done with the character, even though it, it didn't sit with the chronology. Like if we're going to sure. reboot this, cause they've never been like, yeah, they've all of them that played bond that bond. Cause that's one of the, like the um, theories that bond itself is a code name. Right. It's not who they actually are, which is kind of now doesn't make sense. Cause now it's Daniel Craig with yeah. Christoph Waltz in this last one is like, you were my like stepbrother question mark. I like I'm I forgot inspector kind of stoop kind of stoop fun film but not they're kind of stoop yeah. but so you know that doesn't make sense i'm like i don't care it's like bring keep judy dench because it's yeah. so good it's so good she brings so much to it uh and i love it i love every time we check in with her and each yeah. time when you're like she can be like your reckless bond like i you're gonna get fired at any point in the second that like the guy comes in is like bonds been poisoned and she's just like <gasps> and running to like i need to get on the phone it's like she's in an instant ready to drop everything yeah. for him yeah. Which is such great setup for this to then to then knowing where we would go in Skyfall. Totally. Oh, it's a good movie. So good. So good. Final thoughts. Amy Joe. any other performers that popped out? There's a very fun. It's kind of the podcast no longer exists. So I don't know if you, how easy it is to find this episode. You might need Stitcher Premium, but uh, I was there, too. Oh, yes. Matt Gourley. Matt Gourley of he would interview like actors that have like smaller roles in films uh is the actor that played i believe the uh, uh uh the dealer in the poker game oh yeah he has a couple of bond episodes because he also had a podcast called james oh, bond that's true i remember specifically listening to the one for this that it was the the guy that was cast played as, the dealer in the play the dealer <gasps> who didn't well he thought that he was he all because they only had x amount of pages to read right. so he was reading the chief so he thought that he was auditioning for the villain oh, so no. he got he got called like you're hired he's like i'm playing the villain in the new bond film like, oh wait no i'm in no, all these major scenes but i'm dealer. playing the poker uh, it was very funny wow. but it's very he's highly excellent. recommend like listening to there's, the there's of, also an episode of too. i was there too yeah the, the podcast like i think you might have to it might all be behind a paywall so either if you have stitcher premium or i think you can watch some of them on youtube but there is also an episode where he interviews one of the other pilots um that flies with pussy galore um Whoa. and what is that is that goldfinger yeah yeah, and so like it, it's just so it's just, she was like very young. She was a local hire, and like talking to her about like her whole experience. Yeah. The whole podcast is fun because it's all people who like anything from like I had one line in like I think the first episode is with Paul F. Tompkins who had like one or two lines in, in there, there will be, be blood. blood. Yeah. And then you also have like DC Pearson who has like a couple li like twenty seconds of screen time in one of the MCU uh, films. He's in an Apple Store. He's in Captain America Winter Soldier. That's yes. It. He's so, the yeah. one with Chris Evans where he's got like and, and big chunky glasses on as a disguise. And he's like staring at him like, we got the same glasses. It's And so we'll have anything from like people who like had that little to do to like someone with like a major supporting role in various things. See, there's like an episode on Greece with like Jan, the Jan and uh, one of the. Yeah, like, he's talking with Clancy Brown about Shawshank. Yeah. He's talking about, he talks, he's talking about Piper Laurie about Carrie and the Hustler. He's got everything this is like, from we're like, going to. I got Piper Laurie on my show. We're going to talk about everything talk about and anything. So it's like everything yeah, yeah, from yeah. like, I had two lines in this major movie to like, I, I was, I was very much in the film. Um, but yeah, so those are, those are very fun and interesting uh, interviews. Yeah. Uh, I'll end with this. A mere two days after the premiere of Casino Royale, pirated copies were already on sale in London. 
And while walking anonymously through the streets of Beijing, China, Daniel Craig was offered a pirate DVD of Casino Royale. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mate, but I lived it. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. Find us on the socials at andalmoststarring on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.